Welcome to Chronic Combat Conversations, a live look at our best bets, picks, and predictions for every UFC event with your host, TB Scouting MMA and the Guru back again for UFC Vegas 57, Armand Sarukian taking on Martez. Marte- oh my God, Martez's Gamrat. That was terrible. <laughs> Matthias <laughs> Gamrat, there we go. Keep it sliding. Keep it sliding. Keep it going. USC on ESPN 38. Man, we are so excited. But before we can get into that and before I can keep fucking up some more names, we got some awesome guests in the building, some of our best buds, and guys that are straight up blowing up on the sphere, man. Make sure you're checking them out. If you're not following already, we got Lou Betia and we got Monk Maddox in the building. What is up, my brothers? Man, I'm still pissed I fucked up that name. What's up, <laughs> fellas? Hey, man, that, that's a difficult one. No, you, you, I'm sure Bert, uh, sorry, I'm sure Lou will tell you you got to watch Bert, but, uh, you know, what are you going to well, do? Well, if you want to learn how to pronounce shit, you got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 man, like like Brady, Weezy, Monk. I didn't pronounce that. They, like Brady, Weezy, and Monk think they're pros, but then like Bat Jaree Denaf fights, and I'm like, I'm listening to Weezy being like, Bat girl, I'm like, yeah, you're fucking hacked, dude. You guys, like, <laughs> like, no, Brady, I... Brady and Weezy are like fucking hacks compared to like Bert, dude. And you by know, the I... way, and by the way, I just want to let you know, Bert has declared war on Canada, like the uh, the fight, the fight oh, night. No. Mix, dude. He Blame said, Canada. Look, this, I'm not, I'm not like promoting it, but like, there's a video of Bert saying when he turns 18 in 2025 <laughs> he's gonna knock them both out for his parents dude i'm just telling you like that's the content and, I'm and, here and, for. And, and, and for the record he's wearing a shirt in those videos it's probably cool to advertise <laughs> Oh man! What's so, up? What's up, bros? That's it. <laughs> so, guys, welcome to the experience. We got Lou Benio. We yeah. got Monk Maddox. And we got TV and Guru in the house, as always, people. I hope you're ready because this show is going to be the experience awesome, of all experiences. Can I, I ask hope... a question? Can I yes. ask a question? Yes. What, like, so you guys are chronic combat. Yeah. So, like, sure. like. Now I'm not like a, I'm not like a weed guy, but like is that like is that why it's named Chronic Combat? So I I, I guess I'll feel that I, I felt like it was kind of a double entendre, right? So I felt that um you know the fight game is one of the only sports specifically. This is how I got TV into it. It's always going right. It's chronically on. There's no off season, Sorry, and then you know we, we you know with the lime green and everything, you know whatever, maybe a little. So, maybe a little. So I'm I'm asking because you know like I've watched your show, and by the way. Anybody who's watching this, like, if you guys, like, these guys get, like, fighters on all the fucking time. They've had Dan Levy, like, we're a step down. Like, no offense, Monk. Like, Dan Levy. <laughs> None like, taken. None taken. Like, 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 Dan Levy was on last week. Like He's got I a re- better bald head than I do as well. Dude, I, I, so. like, I, like, I fucking revere Dan Levy. Like, I, Dan I think Dan Levy is, really like, awesome my, guy. dude, Dan. What's up, Phil? Like, like, you guys have had Ben the Bane on. Like, I revere, like, Ben's fucking fun as shit. You guys have, like, you Bane's guys have had hysterical. some sick guests. We've but like, awesome but but more importantly, like before we get the fights, so Monk Munkelstein over here, sorry, <laughs> over here, and I'm looking at my camera. There you go. So like, you know, I'm the drinking aspect of our show, and Monk and Monk is the smoking aspect, and I'm just trying to figure out like if it's okay if, if like you know, you indulge. Drinkers are and, invited, and, and, and I'm just saying like for all the the nuts the nut bullshit that I've done on air, I ain't never smoked on air. So Uh-oh. Oh, we got an exclusive. Is it a Bring movie? it on, baby. 
exclusive two two tissueies last week on our show. Now we MMA, got MMA engine, tried. MMA engine, bitches. <laughs> let's go. Oh, that's right. That's All how right. You do it. So who's kicking us off on the chronic? That's it. I'm getting us there kicked off is. on the main card because the show is. is already on the road, boys. Let's, let's go. We go. got now. I am ready. <laughs> we got Armin Sarukian minus two eighty. Matush Gamrat, or however Guru wanted to pronounce it, yeah. at plus two thirty five. We're ready to go, boys. I mean, this one, I, I listen, the line might be hey, a little we're not bit quite like... ready to go. I love Uh-oh. these guys' handsome faces, but we need the stats. Uh-oh. There I always is. do this. All right. So here we go. Now, now we can truly get into it. So we got uh, Armand oh, we're going Strickian top the bottom. All right. Versus Matthias Gamrat. Yeah, we get right into the action here. I mean, why would we even wait? I mean, listen, we're, we're getting the smoking going. We're getting the picks going. So you got Armand Sarukian coming in minus 280. You got Matos Gamrat at plus 235. I mean, this one's going to be a banger. Talk about a competitive fight in the lightweight division. I don't think – I mean, are either of these guys even ranked right now? Because Oh, I guess Gamrat beat Fajeda, right? So he moved into the top 15. Yes, I mean, he did. He and, then, and then Sarukian's like way up there. So, I mean, this one this one does a lot for the landscape of the lightweight division. And, and I mean, this this is one of those divisions that might just be the best in the sport. So to see a top-ranked fight here, oh, man. I know some people are kind of downplaying, you know, this main event. But, dude, I am super excited. I mean, Sarukian, he spends – one guy downplaying it. There's literally one guy on Twitter <laughs> downplaying it. Uh-oh. More one guy. Sorry. So – so, but listen, so, I mean, listen, we're all excited about it. I mean, this is great. I think Armand Sarukian, at the end of the day, I just think he's the guy that's going to end up winning this fight the majority of the time. I, I will admit, you know, maybe the line's a little bit wide here, but I, I don't find myself ending up taking Gamrot to win this fight at a high enough basis for me to trust him. And and ultimately, I just think Sarukian's a little bit better of an athlete, uh, the younger fighter, and uh, has fought a little bit higher level competition in the UFC. So. All those things put together, and plus you go ahead and you beat a little line movement early. Um, yeah, I, I got a little something going on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I'm with you on it. I, I think Armin is truly one of the, and one of the reasons maybe people are shitting on this main event as I backtrack is that it's a it's a prospects main event, right? You don't know it unless you're really out here doing podcasts talking about it, or you're like the friends of the guys doing the podcast talking about it. This is not. You're John Jones. This isn't even the notor- name notoriety of somebody like Holly Holm, like which us fans kind of shit on that kind of main event. So that's why we're so excited about this as true fight fans. Um, Gamrot, man, he comes out. He He's shown unbelievable grappling. Um, he's shown toughness. He's shown resiliency, right? Um, I just, you just kind of have to wonder, right? He's He did a good job finishing uh Diego Fajeo but you wondered you know Diego Fair tapping the strikes there it was kind of a a little bit of a suspect it's just weird how it pay, played out I'll tell you this I, I'll bet anybody anything Armin Sarukin will not be tapping the strikes <laughs> this fight so you know as Gamrot wins with some grappling there he's not going to be able to necessarily rely on his bread and butter that same way here against somebody in Armin who I think is going to have him covered in that department. Uh, you watched him make his debut against Islam Mahashev, and that's his only, that's really his only blemish other than his second ever career fight, which, you know, ended in a 30 second knockout. You wonder what happened there. Maybe it's a ref stoppage, maybe it's a weight cut thing. Again, second career fight eight years ago. The guy is, at, is, is the fucking Hulk, but 155 pounds. He is so jacked. 
it's crazy. Um, I think he's got it covered everywhere. And I think more importantly, what you're going to see is um, if truly the grappling negates each other, I think Armin's got him covered on the feet, which will end up being the most important thing. Um, so I certainly like Armin and part of me wants to go with like a finish, but not with like any sort of official player, any money. Maybe you guys can, can, uh, start steering us in the right direction. Lou monk, uh, you guys can pick who's going first. You guys can fight amongst yourselves. Monk, 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 shoot, bish, shoot, bish. All right. Well, I love this fight. This is my favorite. This is the fight I'm looking forward to most on the entire card, uh, for DraftKings. I absolutely love it, but Long story short, I've built a thing on Excel. I'm not going to call it a model. I'm certainly not going to call it an algorithm, but it's turned into a thing that picks fights and now it like picks bets for me to make, finds value. Uh, so long story short, it's picking Gamrot here and it sees value in that pick. And let me just explain why. Uh, it definitely has Sarukian as the much better striker. That's pretty obvious to anyone who watches. Although Gamrot does have the seventh best striking defense in the division out of 91 fighters in my uh, uh, spreadsheet here. But where it gets interesting is the takedown and control time. Takedowns, I have him as fourth in the division. Now, he has 100% takedown defense. He's only had two attempts against him, so that definitely needs to be kept uh, in the in the front of your brain there. But lands 5.8 per 15 minutes uh, as control time. I have him as number one overall. He has a ratio of 92.5 to 1 control time ratio in the UFC. Uh, he controls 98.93% of all grappling time he's involved in. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's going to win this fight, although I do think that it's going to go to decision. But like I said, Sia Monk has a bet on this for Gamrot. Uh, let's see. Sia Monk's a douche Sia Monk, you Sia love Monk it. You love it. You love it. 240. Man, by the way, Plus we're 240. man versus machine. CM stands for computer. Down. What does CM stand Compu for? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> computer. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. It sure no. is. Monk, what is Monk, CM? Monk, what? Monk, what's the name? Monk, why Monk? Why is it CM Monk? Who's because it really supposed to be? It's CM Punk. CM I mean, Punk. Th that's that's the play on words there. You know, obviously. That's the, the obvious so it, one you got to go with. No, we have, we have a thing. It's Monk's machine versus my picks. So his machine can suck my dick. Well, the machine is picking Gamrot at plus Your machine can suck my cock. a ton of value. <laughs> 25. No, it can't. It cannot do that. Monk. So, Lou, so Lou Monk. what's your counterpoint here? Hold on, Monk. They yeah, don't start, they don't, I'm going to lay money on the minus 300. Sarukian. Monk, they're not starting Fred Demopolis. They're starting with That's the heat. <laughs> so, so, Monk, if they're starting with the heat, We'll start with the heat, motherfucker. There we go. Exactly. And I'm giving you Gamrod plus 240. I'm giving you finishes. Uh, not, not sorry. Goes the distance plus 100. Those are the two You bets. literally use like a the fucking machine. candy 3000 from 1992. Yeah, it's green. Your computer sucks my dick. I'm a Dude, programmer. I turn it upside Listen, and you know what? boobs. To, to the, to the down. To the computer's point, you know, you, you kind of see something like that last week yeah his exactly. computer sucks you, you let, that's laying, my point you, you lay chalk <laughs> on a favorite and it, i'm just saying we like damn it but i'm just saying if you're on cater right you you sit there and you're laying chalk on a guy you expect to maybe win or win a decision and then it goes a split decision and you get fucked exactly yo by the way prince of mischief yo, his, my guy my like prince of mischief is my guy he bet me a shoey i didn't make him bet shit i just like i'll fucking do whatever on the air Prince of Mischief, I I won I won that bet and I'm like, trust me, tune in, I got something for you. Prince of Mischief, 
my fucking guy. Thank you for tuning in. I'm just saying, my guy. So is he, my is he guy- like right? Is he sitting right next to you? Or are you muting and then being like, now type pipe bomb into the listen? He's, <laughs> listen, he's stopped. He stopped at, He stopped asking you to suck his dick. So all of a sudden now, <laughs> no, he was now asking he's a about machine it, so to do it. So what's my counterpoint? I'm with you two guys. Armin is like I, I saw a lot of people. Oh, I think Armin wins. I'm with hold you. on. I'm going into okay, like yeah. I, I'm going into <laughs> like I'm actually, I'm going into like I'm actually going to break down the fight mode. Okay. Like I like no. I'm saying it's like I know shocking. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> like, like I looked this line initially and I'm like, man, two sixties like crazy. Like for Gamrot's like, but like then I did my tape study and it's like, here, here's the biggest telling stat of this fight. Gamrot's last four fights. The uh, the Guram fight, which like I'm not calling a robbery, like let's just it, very close fight. His last three opponents, ages 37, 36, 38. So like he's beating the teams in front of him. Like he he finished Jeremy Stevens. Like okay, like so. Meanwhile, like Saruki and like I didn't have it up in front of me. Like I don't have to. Hold on, now I have it in front of me. <laughs> like if I click a button. Like, look at his fucking schedule. Like, Joe Alvarez, Mr. Like, Internet loves him. Giagos is like, whatever. Frivola, the Danny Ramos fight was like so good. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then, oh, he lost to Makachev. Like, no, Saruki and will fight Makachev again. Oh, yeah. For the, for the title. Yeah. Probably in like the next 18 months. Probably. Dude, this I, guy I like is that. like, this guy is like, he's only 25. He, it's insane. So, yeah. So, so, he, so here, here's sick. the, Here's here's the bet, and, but you guys are on. You guys, do you know the the Twitter? Do we know the Twitter? I've never do heard of Twitter. What is that? It's this place where people say, "Oh, I like this guy at plus fourteen hundred because things," <laughs> but then on their Patreon, they're like, "But not that." This is frauds. <laughs> hey, I'm start. I'm 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 bringing out the heat early. Look, it, it's as simple as this. Sarukian, if you believe that he is like this like champion and i i do and i think all four of us are like wow like don't overthink this either put yeah. him in a parlay and if you and if you if you get cold feet which i get because gamrot's not a joke then you can you have a great hedge spot despite what andrew gombas said today and i'm friends with gombas but like the, no i'm saying is yeah if you if, if you're gombas doesn't get if you're up like three thousand like i don't know what you guys like i know what one he does for a living but like Say you're up three thousand dollars going to the main event, you can win like another ten, but you could also win like eight thousand dollars if you hedge the main event by taking the <laughs> no, by taking the dog at like good prices, dude. Yeah, you take the hedge like because there's fights every week. Like you, oh look, I won eight thousand dollars tonight. Like on the next week or on like my kids, my wife, my girlfriend. Like what? <laughs> no, I'm saying is like. Don't refire it into your bankroll. Like, oh. guarantee yourself eight thousand. Pull yeah. money out and be like, yeah, of course. Sure. Oh, yeah, oh, if, oh, look, if you're, I yeah, can buy a house, dude. Like, or like, like have real life. Like, no, dude, I'm For not sure. being like, I'm not even trying to be funny here. Like, these guys online that are like, no, 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 no like refire. But like, their unit bets on better my tips. We bet five bucks a fight. Like, you're not one to talk to people about real things. And so, but this is important for like the way I'm telling you to bet. I love Saruk in here, but if you're tying him into big parlays and you get to a point in the night where like, you can win like thousands or nothing, you have a great hedge spot with the odds. Right. 
Right. Like, and and just, dude, we have fights every week we can bet on. Like, next week's pay review. I'm saying is, I do more than just picks. It's 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 responsible gambling. Like Cody Safdick says this kind of shit all the time. Like, it's true. But it's but I've been gambling for 20 years. Like, if you have a chance to spend like not that much money in the main event to guarantee thousands. You fucking take it, and then you just enjoy the fight, man. <laughs> it's, like, not, it's gonna be a bang. I agree. I, I mean, me and Guru were sitting there Saturday, you know, a little in our feelings as we were down early in the night. We clawed our way back to you know minus one unit instead of minus eight where we were at in the middle of this. But we started looking ahead to the next week, and we're like, all right, you know, before these lines really start jumping, once this fight night's over, you know, these lines are taking off. So yep. we get Armin Saruki at minus two fifty. So he's the first leg of our 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 big uh, what, best, what, best what are you, parlay. I, like I, I'm just telling you, I don't know what you guys think. I think he should be capped at minus four fifty or five hundred. I, I think I, he I just has such an athletic advantage. I, I think he's uh, that strong. He has that much of an advantage. And what I will say, I know Monk do you, was talking. Uh, do you guys think the line is like, short? Like people think the line is what? Um, do you, like do you I, think the line is wide? I get where you would say like Gamrot shouldn't ever be like that number. Per, per se, but at the same time, like when you look at a guy like Saruki and it's like, well, yeah, like Bobby Green should never be like plus 800 against anyone normal, but yeah, against Armin Sarukian, it makes sense. So Islam. in the same vein, uh, yeah, yeah, against Islam, it, it makes sense for him to be like a plus 700, plus 800. Whereas for Matosh Gamrat, yeah, he shouldn't be a plus 250 you, against you don't like... Think it's, you, don't, you don't think it's why, but you guys don't think... It, like, you're with us. I, I don't, you don't well, that's that's why, that's why we... I mean, we, we laid it as our first leg of our two-leg best bet parlay on Saturday here. So... Uh, and and, and the, the fucking computer monk, god damn it! Yeah, and if you so, lose this, I'm gonna. You don't <laughs> even want to show up on the Friday show next week if Gamrot wins. I tell you that much right now, Lou. By the way, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for. I actually like. I know I've watched a show before. Like Monk and I go the opposite way fights. So I'm like, oh shit! I gotta come. I gotta come hot off the jump. We're on the fucking main event. Like, all right, yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, well, that's that's a nice part. I'm of, like, sorry sometimes. for being like. I, I was too much Lou. I'm just apologizing. No, no apology no necessary. I'm, no. Apo- I'm apologizing by just, I'll just do this thing. No, for, no, I mean, so listen, I, for, for anybody that's never checked out the show, I mean, that's the, that is the, the chronic it, combat conversation part. Does, it's not. Does Prince watch your show? Does Prince of Mischief watch I've, your show? I don't, I don't I, maybe I, you'd have to ask Prince. I, I, I don't believe. I've well, seen you, have well then you have, TV? well, then you have, that's one. You have one new fan minimum right. after one fight. Prince of Mischief, my guy. Well, dude. Listen, we'll take it. But I mean, the, the premise of our show is exactly, it's not just you come in here and you present your bets and that's that. Like it's the open discord, maybe not so much of the, smds but it's the it's the it's the it's the true it's the true nature of the debate I, that we really enjoy Monk and I, it's reach around i told you Monk and i <laughs> do only do reach around ro's not smds <laughs> or ra's i don't know how to spell by the way is that is any, is, are, any, are any two do any two people on youtube want to have a charity match against like crazy fucking lou no. and monk who looks like like he, like by the way monk and lou on exactly tag team, tag tag team, team. champs i'm honestly <laughs> surprised though the armin line isn't like a little bit wider to your point it's sitting at minus 280 right it's now coming, i thought it would come down a little has it What's it got early like? it got early it got early immediate like wow how is it got early immediate how is gamro gamrot not no sorry guru like no continue about this because 
the big debate seems to be is this line like super wide yeah like, i mean as it, as it sits right now it's at uh at minus 280 is is you know 74% win probability and you know i, I guess i tricky I guess tricky you know, I, when i think about it may, maybe i'd feel comfortable 75 to 80% but it's it's not much and it's also not really founded on much because like we've said Gant, like you you put the the um the question marks in in terms of who Gamrot's face in terms of the age which is so true and like I also said he's going to need to rely on his bread and butter which is the 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 grappling and I'm not sure that he will be able to versus a younger more physical uh Sarukian. but yeah I, I'm just surprised that 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 the line hasn't ballooned up more if i can give a prediction here like this is like this is the old salt in me because this doesn't happen no this doesn't happen very often for like like i don't know if you guys ever bet college football but like some of the best game no no like but some of the best games to bet are like rice versus akron or like (laughs) no no and, and no and the reason i say it is because the only money that comes in on those games is sharp money so like I'm not like I know I should have I should have prefaced Check it. Check those not IG being, DMs, Brady. No, like I should have prefaced it by saying I'm not being funny here. Like I'm being honest. So like, so when I see lines that don't like the early sharp money, like I get that spike. If if you look at like basically every fight on best fight odds, there's an immediate spike from immediate to whatever. It's like some dude being like, this line's too wide. Like that that's how these lines go. I don't read too much into that. I, I read into like what days the lines move. So like with UFC, like, and you guys, did you guys, you guys have bet the contender series. I'm sure last year, those lines oh, go yeah. from like minus 300 to minus 1000 in an hour. I mean, yeah. like people. So reading like when the spikes are is important here. And what's important to me is here that that line hasn't moved. Like the money line. The, the fight props, the fight doesn't go and shit, favor the sharp money saying this is going Sarukian by decision. But I'm saying is, I feel like if you really want to bet, I'm just closing this fight. If you really want to bet Sarukian, I would wait till even the card starts. Because mm-hmm. a lot of casual money is going to come in on Gamrot. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I think I, I think I think half an hour before the fight he'll close at minus two thirty. We're recording this. Like people that are desperate for a win at the end of the night will hammer Gamrot. Interesting. True. I like that. I like that. And hey, and you know what? That's kind of the the spirit of the show here is let's let's fade the narrative. You know, we think the line might keep running on Armand. We got an early, so we beat the early line movement. But there might be something of that coming back and. You know, as we move on to our co-main event here, we could see a little something similar, might I say. We got Neil Magny, the the grizzled veteran, and we're talking extra grizzle. What was uh, up with his hairline today? Did anybody see that? What was up with his hairline? I don't. I can't. I'm not allowed to talk about anyone's hairline. No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sitting this shit. Out. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, you can because because you said, "All right, it's time," and you let it go. Somebody has to That's true. Because somebody's uh... got it. Somebody has to pull him aside and talk to him. I don't. He's got like the LeBron James, but like way oh, worse. No, yeah. I, dude, it's bad. Oh no! Did y'all see? I, I didn't. I, I, sure I got it this week, though. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, about to be seeing that soon. Maybe so... he just has like a high fade. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> Super high. So... Crossing off the fighters that's going to be on the show now. <laughs> so, uh, Neil Magny, plus 320. And uh, Shavkat Rachmanov at minus 390. It's another one of those ones. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think, yeah, okay. You know, you might argue like, oh, the line. Oh, it might be a little wide on, you know, Shavkat. Okay, but you go and look, and Neil, Na- Neil Magny's been knocked down nine times in the UFC, and we're looking at Shafkat, who is going to come out with the fucking power, man. I-, I just don't see a way that Magny does anything but clinch and hold along the fence. And guess what? That doesn't win fights anymore. We did it. We're <laughs> on to the next level of scoring fights. So anything Rachmanov does from distance is going to outdo what Magny does from in close because Magny's like kind of volume punching from the outside just isn't going to be enough to deter Shavkat off of his counter game off the back foot. I think he can athletically do anything here. Magni with the seven years older. I know he's got a little bit of a size advantage. That is something because you like, you see Rachmanov fighting Prazerus and it's like uh, Spence. uh, It's like Phil Hawes fighting Duran Wynn last week, (laughs) as far as size differentials. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, but you get to this one. It's finally like, okay, so Rachmanov is going to face a guy who has a lot more experience, but like is actually like, in his weight class, but at the same time, like he's kind of that frail 170 at this point, you know. And uh, yeah, so uh, Prince uh, Neil's gonna have the Jersey Stanza horseshoe, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, he probably, uh, yeah, it's not gonna look good, I don't think so. As a second leg, uh, Guru, take us away. Uh, what are we doing here, man? I, I, th- I, I think similarly, um, as the way I broke down with the Gamrot fight, like. I think that Neil Magny, when it comes down to it, right, what's his bread and butter? Has he win fights? He slows guys down to his pace. He makes it dirty. He brings it into the clinch. He holds you against the fence. And, you know, more important than what TV said, that this isn't how we win fights anymore. Uh, This is how Shavkat wins fights, too. And he's really good, man. So... If you're going to try to beat somebody at their own game, if you're Gamrot, you're going to try to out-wrestle Saruki. And if you're Neil Magning, you're going to try to out-clinch Shavkat, man. That's where these lines start making sense to me. And that is why I'm on Shavkat here. You know, it, it's, it could, you know, what, 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 what becomes the concern, right? It, you know, Neil Magny catches him, some sort of knockout, but Neil Magny's got kind of pillows for hands. Maybe he catches him in a sub, but the guy is just, I, I don't know. He's hes obviously undefeated for a reason. So it's its hard to predict or pick something like that, especially against for somebody like Neil, who, again, has uh, his last finish win is against, I don't even, Craig White in UFC Fight Night 130 2018. I mean, other than that, like ground and pound win versus Hector Lumbar, l- round three. Hector Lombard was at the end of his rope then, you know, getting choked out by Damian Maya. I mean, he's been in the UFC literally forever, but they're mostly decision. I mean, he's got a knockout win over Rogerio de Lima, like Rodrigo de Lima. I mean, not Rogerio de Lima. Um, yeah, it's just, he's not a finisher. It's just not his game. So you're, you're going to outpoint Shavkat here in a three round fight in a small cage. I don't think so. I think Shavkat's going to do damage. And that's, you know what? Fuck all what I think. How about what we just saw against Max Griffin? Max Griffin rocked the shit out of him in that first round, made it way closer than it should have been. Neil, like, to me, that was the first time Neil maybe looked like, like older, like not as good. 
Maybe I have I'm to take myself it. off camera to giggle for a second. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What do I do? <laughs> no, I'm saying is like, I'm like, I'm biting my lip to just give my give my amazing 45 second take. Get it to I'll me. Go, I'll, no, no, I'm going last. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go last. I'm like. <laughs> Thank you. That's not exactly how a teaser works, but we'll we'll let it. Uh... Can do it. Can let, it let it marinate. Let it marinate. Yeah. Lou no, 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 is always it. teasing forty-five seconds. He's right, used to that. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna give you the best forty-five seconds ever, baby. You just wait. What? For, that, that's twice and the cigarette. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm more. I'm more impressed with how fast you smoke a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer. So, He's on that speed, baby. Hold on. Can I? I have to just say this. Like, look. Sure. You, you like you want to unbridle me? There's people that are watching this show that are like, we don't care about stats. And you know what? For this, okay. no, I give no, I give no fucks about stats. And this is why I'm so excited right now. Let's say you had a friend that didn't watch the UFC. Like, did you guys listen to Nirvana when they like were a thing? Like, was there some band you guys liked? God, they put out a song, and they put out a song when you were 16. You're like, oh fuck, this guy's like. Like you should listen to these guys. Like they're fucking no. awesome. Freebird, dude. You? No, <laughs> it, gotcha. it was ba- it gotcha. was ba- it was Bach in uh, C minor <laughs> when I was a kid, dude. Sh- this is what I'm saying: is Shavkat. If you have a friend who's like, ah, I like boxing. Like I would check out UFC. This is the motherfucker you show them, because like, dude, he's had 15 fights. He's won them all by fucking the dude up. And he does it from like spinning on his feet into a sub in Japan, or like I was on Carlson Harris because I'm like, man, this dude I is love like Carlson underrated, so right? And and Shavkat just fucked like he fucked, dude. That mm. this dude <laughs> this, this is, destroyed this is, him, it, dude. He has go watch his entire tape. It's 15 fights, and he fucks the dude up in like no time. Yeah. He had one fight go to the third, and he still fucked the dude up in the third. He didn't like ah. Uh, Dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna say like, oh, here's the stock, here, here's this company just starting like the MMA engine, and maybe one day it'll be big if you spend five bucks. It's fucking Shavkat. He said his he said his favorite fucking animal is a horse, dude, and his favorite food is a fucking horse, dude. Yeah, bro, he's crazy, insane. So he's literally, if somebody's like, I want to like UFC, I'm like this Shavkat, and if. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is that what you wrote? you wrote? His favorite food was horse. Shout yeah. out, shout out, Alex Behunin. It's the humanizing athlete. Was a horse. So, and by then the, his by the way, food was horse meat. I, I, by the way, that's I, I will, crazy. I will cut Fuck everything yeah. else like the night to like sixty seconds. I'm sorry. Because I saw his favorite I, drink like, was goat milk or mare's milk. I'm like, this so, guy's so, fucking hold on. crazy. So, so hold yeah. on. All I'm gonna say is, I don't care about the odds. Like this, is the guy bet every time, and I'll leave this to the panel. Do you guys not? 75% feel when you watch him, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. No, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah not even 75% feel for me. <laughs> yeah. What's nice? He's going to wreck bitches. I agree. But I'm I saying, completely like, agree. Look, like, he, he transcends. Is that your technical he's, breakdown? He's, he's Brock. Yeah. He's like Brock Lesnar. I'm like, oh my God. Somebody's going to fucking die. Yes. Oh, here's my breakdown. <laughs> this this motherfucker is gonna die because his face is Shavkat. That's my breakdown. All the money. Oh, no. Like, why am I betting other fights? Like, 
he's tell tell me if you had a friend who's like, oh, watch this thing with me. I have no friends. And you've never watched UFC. <laughs> so this guy, for the first time, is going to see him and be like, oh, fuck. I fucking love the sport. Like, and I'm like, and that's my fucking dude. My dude, dude, on the walkout, I would be convinced on the walkout with the flag and like the fucking giant beaver. Well, hold on. Yeah. Well, hold on. Do, do you guys, his do you own guys bird love, killed? Do you guys not love Anthony Smith? Oh, yeah. That's my guy. He's a cool guy. That's, that's my guy. No, that's. That's your guy? No, dude. He's from Omaha, baby. No, That's I look my at him favorite. and I'm like, I'm, I look at him and I'm like, motherfucker understands me. <laughs> no, like, motherfucker understands me. Anthony Smith looks at me and he's like, if Anthony Smith's like, I want 50% of the engine, done. I got you. <laughs> what if bro. you want 60% of the engine? <laughs> Well, no, because that's a bad business. <laughs> like, I gotta have some control here. But like I'm saying, is like that's my like that's my uh, motherfucker, dude. Like that's a guy I look at, I see his eyes, and I bet Anthony Smith every time. I'm like this motherfucker. He and by the way, there's a universe where he could had have taken the belt from John Jones. He takes that DQ. He, he's yeah. not that kind of dude. Right, he's like, no, exactly. I'm fucking people up. He's like, I'm disrespected. He's gonna, he's Anthony Smith, Monk, <laughs> Monk. For one year, when is he fighting Ankalaev? When is that happening? Two months, Monk. Yeah, what have so. I been telling? I've been telling Monk since like literally like week two of our show. I'm like, he's gonna fuck Ankalaev up, and he's gonna win. And his next fight, he's gonna win the fucking title. I'm telling you right now. I'm yeah. telling you right now. That would be. I, think that'd be, Anthony Smith I honestly is, think. I honestly think, up. God damn it. I honestly Anthony think if I honestly guy, think dude. if that happens, that's actually crazier than when Bisping won the title. Hold so on. who who does CM Monk have in this one? No bet. No bet. No at all. I, that wow. means there's no. That means there's no value in the Shavkat okay. line. So I'm I me personally, Shavkat rolls. I don't unless I'm fed evidence that shows me otherwise. Fucking Shavkat beats ever like. It'd be like picking against Hamzat or picking against, you know, like uh, it really doesn't yeah. make any sense until we're shown a reason why. So I'm on Shavkat here. Uh, I think this dude, uh, I'm not saying anything by murder, crazy. this dude. Yeah. By murder. I think this guy is in the title picture in the minus next two, three years. I mean, you got him at minus 135. Love. Oh, no, no, no. The inside the distance by murder. I was like, how'd you get at minus 135? Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Inside <laughs> no, the distance. Yeah. We got him that, at that, minus that's 360 what I'm on. in our parlay. There's no way Magni can go. The, I don't think there's any way Magni can go the distance with this guy. And I don't think, uh, like I said, unless Magni does the un, uh, unthinkable at this point, I have no reason to go against Shopcott at all. Yeah. Dude looks uh, like the real. I, I mean, he looks like the real deal. I agree with that, and damn, yeah. I mean, uh, it seems like we got a pretty good consensus on that one, huh? Yeah, and what sorry, is- Neil Magny, but I mean, hey, my man, like, you got a, a tough one here, real what, tough. What did you say shop kind of the distance was? Hold on. Inside the distance of minus 135 on DraftKings. Give, give, uh, me, that an- give me that answer. Give me that answer that Prince of Mischief said. Oh, yeah, here we go, here we go, here we go. Lou, will he be comes out, Lou? If that fight happens, that's my retirement date from the internet. Wow. Yeah. Well, like, no. If that fight happens, do you fucking care? Do you care who wins? No. Like, I think if, we win. If that was enough, it matters because that's going to be the new ruler of the free world, probably. No, no, but no, you, other than that, no. No, you hear you hear that fight announced, and it's like, why we're fans? You know, 
like do you guys understand that like boxing is like in general is like horrible but any good box no I'm, no dude i'm an old school box fan i'm saying the promotion there's no good boxers left right but like a good but a good heavyweight boxing fight what people will pay what they make it beats it beats any ufc event in history by 10 times it's crazy dude like it's crazy so i'm saying is when you tell me like Oh, Cosmot versus like, dude, like as a fan of the sport, that's like, charge me $10,000 for a ticket. I'm like, fucking hey, dude, like I'll fucking do it. Like these are the dudes that like we as like real fans of the sport. That's what like, look, I'm just telling you, look, I look what's on the screen right now. I'm like, I fucking hate my life. But like, <laughs> like that's how much I like care about like the Shavkat fight. Like his regional tape is like, I'm privileged. Like I'm like, I'm like, Oh, he doesn't look great. And then like in the, in three seconds, the dude's unconscious that he's fighting. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, have you watched this tape? These boxing <laughs> fights? No, this dude had him an ankle lock in the second round. And he's like, who pow, like literally what pow. And the dude was unconscious. What the fuck dude? Like, yeah. Can he yeah. like he he can have sex with my girlfriend like I mean <laughs> like my yeah wife, my wife that's that's honestly what it's my wife like. my I'm wife. glad you I'm glad you capped it off with that but like dude like what are you gonna do it's like all right like you know <laughs> I, like can I have sex with Bon Jovi like I hope so that's that's the prettiest girl I know it's, it's Mr. So, it's Mr. I guess that'll that'll bring us right along to our next fight here. Woo! But no! <laughs> yeah, this is the one. This is the one, guys. I think this is the one that everyone came and showed up for. I'm off cam for a second. <laughs> so we got Josh Parisian minus 105, Alain Badeau minus 115, and I'm sitting over here feeling like an absolute degenerate for feeling like the line's not wider on Alain Badeau. I, I feel like he could be like, a minus 200 if you just look at what? actual athleticism and skill. It's no. just, yeah, I really just think, like, Alambado should win this fight, but he's just going to, like, get meme KO'd, like, by that stupid spinning shit that Parisian always tries. Or maybe Parisian, you know, maybe he could get his wrestling game going, but that 11% takedown offense, um, is this going to be so the spot far. where we turn it around? I, uh... I, I don't this this fight is fucking terrible. I have no idea how it's on the main card. That's that's so utterly disrespectful to people. That I, I'm saying, honestly, what I think it is is they're just like I, they just stagger the times in terms of when they think people may be watching. So like, here's some shitty fights. Here's some great ones. Here's some shit. like this is terrible. Yeah. Um. Really, really poor. The thing is, is like I don't necessarily like when you look at the stats there, right? Josh Parisian. 0.35 takedowns for 15. Alain Badeau hasn't attempted one yet in his three career UFC fights. Um, this fight's not necessarily taking place on the ground, in my opinion. I think it's taking place on the feet. And um, when it takes place on the feet, um, Josh Parisian is terrible. Um, Alain Badeau is objectively terrible as well. But when you look at who he's fought, Tom Aspinall, that's not fair. Um, so we'll, we'll just let that go. Hey, that's um, not nice. He gets, he loses to Rodrigo Nascimento, right? But Nascimento was on steroids. So that's a no contest. That's not really, that's the definition of not fair. Actually. <laughs> and, 
And then Parker Porter, and then Parker Porter's a grappler. He took him down and grinded him out. So Josh Parisian is somebody that doesn't use his grappling. And when you look at the one fight that he did win, <laughs> it was against the the uh, Roki Martinez, who's like a, a joke of a <laughs> like a meme of himself. Like, I don't even, he's just like, he's obese and he's running around and he's throwing punches. Bro, he pieced him up. It was a split decision for a reason because it was a tough fight to judge. Honestly, like Parisian, even though he's going to be somebody that has the reach or like a similar reach, he doesn't use his reach at all because he was dwarfing fucking uh, Roki Martinez and getting pieced up. It was bad. Poor cardio. The one thing Alain Badeau can do is he's a weird, crazy striker. Like he's got the um, that I mean, that's literally his background. He's the he's a samurai. Like <laughs> that's his thing. So yeah, I like. I guess I yeah. He's got the you know the Muay Thai. So I I guess I like Badeau as much as you possibly could. But at the end of the day, um, this is what I'll be doing. Oh, smoke break. Yeah, buddy. Exactly. Smoke break fight. Yeah, and, and ultimately, I mean, like, maybe under one and a half, a plus 145. Eh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. Hell no. I like this to go <laughs> the distance, actually. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. See, that's why, that's that why I should have just bu- stayed go away. Go, bud. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like this to go, uh, to go the distance. I uh, Let's see. At plus 160. Got at Ooh. least looks like a, a unit on it there. So I like this to go nice. the distance. Um, okay. As you said, I completely agree. I think this one stays on the feet. And if that's the case, Bado, I guess, is def- is better. Uh, he's got better accuracy, more volume, better defense, uh, better defensive uh, volume as well as far as strikes landed against per minute. Uh, none of these numbers are very good, uh, but they <laughs> are better than Josh Parisian. Uh, he spent four, uh, 53% of his fight time fighting at distance. His takedown defense is 75% compared to Parisian's 33%, who, like you said, is 11% accurate on takedowns. I mean, these these control time numbers are uh, basically last and next to last. Um, one to four, Parisian gets controlled. One to nine, Badeau gets I mean, these numbers are sickening. I don't know why this fight is happening. I guess I'm picking Badeau, but, I mean... I'm not personally betting it. Computer Monk likes it uh, to go the distance for a little over a unit at plus 160. But I mean, if you're if you're actually putting like if you're putting your own money on this, you're really gonna sit there and be like, oh man, I can't wait to see what happens. And like, fuck who? Like you said, this is break time. Go make a hot pocket. Go do whatever you need to do. Like, I think Fado's gonna win by decision. DraftKings, I hate this fight. So I'm just off of it. Not a fan of at all. <laughs> I mean, listen, talk about fading the narrative and, and stuff like that. I mean, Alain Badeau by decision is plus 450 on DraftKings. So yeah, that's see, that's that a bit of a wide. juicy. It's a it's a juicy prop when you get down to it. And he went to decision in his last fight where if he didn't get taken down those last two minutes, he probably does win the decision against Parker Porter, right? Yep, yep. So, I mean, I one, mean Mom, fight, one win out of six fights in the UFC. This is awful. Ooh, Loser leaves yeah. town. Oh yeah, tasty. For sure. This, this is what we like is our uh what featured go. event on the main card here. There you go. <laughs> so hey, but we gotta have a heavyweight fight. We have to have a heavyweight fight oh, on the main God. card. 
Uh, so it's so oxymoronic how thin the heavyweight division is. Do I get days. to say something? About <laughs> I know. I was about no. to say we were going to pass wait, over wait, turn. Wait, wait your turn. We were going to put you out. I have a super strong bet on this. Wait, fight. can we talk about the oh fact that God. Lou is drinking the champagne of beers? Yeah, oh boy. it's the last one for my dude. I should be drinking all week. Like, I drank so much this weekend. Like, you must be drinking if you got a big bet on this. So much this weekend. It's Wednesday. No, look, dude, I, I hadn't had a week. I hadn't had a day off of doing something work-wise in three years. I took two days off to, like, a mountain cabin, my, like, my buddy's birthday, like, Ooh. in the Poconos. Like, like, oh, man, like, it was nice to. And then half an hour before, I'm like, I'm going to kill my internet. <laughs> fucking Eric Betts fights, like, sends me a thing, and I'm like, is that Tank Abbott? Is this fucking Tank Abbott? <laughs> <laughs> Did Tank Abbott just try to kick me the balls? Did he? It, do we now have somebody called Brandy in our company? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> By the way, if you guys have not seen the Tank Abbott thing, that was awesome. Oh, TV, yeah. did you see Fantastic. that? I did. Yes, the tank. The because yeah, you guys. So imagine seeing Brady that. is, Brady is no Alex. longer part of the engine. It's Brandy. I thought it was Alex Behunin. So. I, I w- oh well, but uh, yeah, but like, but then I'm like, oh fuck, I have to kill my internet because I can't watch the fights. I want to watch Alex. them tomorrow. Like, fuck, I have no answers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I cannot believe the tank. And like, I wish it happened to me and not Brady because I think if people called me like Luann, like I like, like I'm saying is, I'm saying is like I'm older. I'm better equipped to deal with like You're the hate. Like older. I'm like like anybody. Anybody says bullshit on Twitter, I just block them immediately. And you know, hold on, and this is why I like you guys. This is a comment to your show. When people watch this back, I want this known. So I reached out to you guys, like in the infancy in our company, right? Yes. I mean, like we started in February. TV, you're on. You're on. You're you're under oh, yeah, oath. Just it. keep just keep in mind, you're under oath. I got the. Uh, uh, we're, we're raised up. Were right you? Were you, you guys? I got you, my other hand is on the Bible. I, you you were one of the, you, <laughs> the, the Torah. Torah. <laughs> like, like when this when this thing first started, like a week into it, I reached out to you guys. I'm like, look, we're doing something. Like, I like your show. We'd like to help you. Did I not? Yeah, you you 100 did, my dude Lou. And you know what's cool about the MMA engine? One like one of our literal premises is we we have a blacklist of like if no if any of the four of us think somebody in the community is like not like a good dude. Then there are no fly zone for us. We don't care if it costs us money. Like, like this is very important to our company. Like we're for, like we're a brotherhood. So tell me, TB was on the blacklist. Come on. No, no, no. no they're about to ban the chronic. No, no, and, I, and I'm not, and I'm not going to mention the blacklist. On, I'm, I'm not like, it's a, it's, that's not why I'm here. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to demean other. I'm not here to demean other <laughs> content creators. I'm saying is, I'm trying to lift. No, it's the exact opposite. Like. The dudes that like we love as as a company, like that we know you're good dudes. Like, there's enough money for all of us in the space. Like, we all lift each other up, and I think that's like really important because for like sure. I'm not bringing. Like I said, I'm not gonna bring up the guys because it's 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 not right and it's bad. But like this dudes, this community, it's like, oh man, I'm five and another night. Like, oh crazy, really? Every night? Like, have you ever lost a bet? And like, <laughs> and why is the end of it like DM for fucking VIP? Like. There's so many good dudes in this community that like care about we've, fights and like we've always it. said we've always said we will never sell picks ever ever like ever, well why ever, would ever. but like but but nobody's 
like all right lucrative all right maybe he's good enough to like sell picks like i, I like james a lot we like we like james a lot yeah oh, he's the best friend of the no, show he's, he's such a dude he's like he's but but, the, but but he so james like an awesome but, dude but he's to me he's a to me he's somebody that is kind of almost the exception to the rule because he operates in such a positive way um he he never like talks shit or spread that. yeah, yeah and like and sure. again like he comes on the free shows and doles out plenty of free shit like yeah. he's not but I like, like and you can just write him, and he's proven, and he's proven and not sketchy. So that's well, you know what? Like but you know what else? You know what else? Like you get to know him and send him like a like, and I've done this with him before. I'm like, I send him a private message, and I'm like, I'm looking at this weird prop, and like, and it's always something. No, like, cause dude, I, I, like, it's, like, I, I like, oh, I like, I like fight to end in sub here. And like Ooh. nobody's talking. No, like, like, like for no, like for a fight. Oh, 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 oh okay. And, I was yeah, like, well, no, he uh, means in general. Yeah, and okay. honestly, because well, no, I, I, I have, <laughs> by, the way, by the way, I have, I have that exact prop coming up, like down the road here. But okay. Is like, but I could be like, oh, you didn't talk about this. But like, but were you? But if you're friends with him, be like, yeah. What do you James, like? James is somebody that truly he's such loves a nice the dude. fight game. So yeah, he's Great such a nice dude. guy. He's somebody that will totally be open to to totally discussing like, like, he's, like he's somebody that truly loves them like like we're gonna have a user subscription to like all the data science like craziness that we're building but you know what your money is going toward it your money is literally going toward paying me to like build more like like you pay money and you're like here's all this crazy shit you're like you know it'd be cool lou this and that's where your money is going it's literally going for me just be like awesome like i'm gonna build this and i'm gonna, like that's like like where are they going to be like the cheapest shit around and if you're a content creator you pay zero dimes because we're controlling the ad space like the engineer so. baby oh yeah well i'm saying here's a cool free thing and then like also so also i'm just gonna hear oh this fight i heard tv and like just that Vado and like let's feel like assholes <laughs> right <laughs> Right? This is a real asshole fight. So, it saying, is, but saying, you gotta like, you gotta plant your flag as the asshole. Yeah, like like Bedell, like I have Bedell decision plus four four fifty. I just feel like that's that kind of makes sense in this one. Yep, hundred like, percent. Like I, I, dude, I gamble on soccer. This is like the equivalent <laughs> of betting a draw. Yeah. You're like I hope. You're like I hope Shit. they're both what. No, you bet this. You say I hope they're both whatever, and I'm just thinking what makes sense value wise. <laughs> I think Bedo uh, has looked better. I mean, he only loses fights when the dude like gets high, right? Yep. Yep. It's two no contest for his opponents. Like, so <laughs> I don't think Parisian smokes weed. I think he drinks little granddad. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you guys know what all granddad is, but like <laughs> that, that that's I had a horrible day and you should leave the house whiskey. You know? <laughs> I that's what Parisian looks like to me. And uh <laughs> yeah, I just I think you know, I think Bedeau wins. Also, I think Bedeau is gonna like never get cut. Like, like if you if you give me like like 30 to 1, he never gets cut. I kind of like I'm in because I uh <laughs> He should have been cut, like a lot. He should have been <laughs> cut after, like after every fight he's had. I'm like, they should cut this dude. Yeah, and well, I think that's he's gonna win this. And like, <laughs> but and by the way, I had I had you know Porker. He 
he's dead to me. He's a fucking. Oh uh, yeah, we needed that sub that last fight. What the fuck, Porker? But yeah, yeah yes, yes, yeah. we did. Yes, yes. we did. TV. And we missed it. And we missed it. But TV, TV. maybe cut, yeah. cut the rest of these two. This should be the show. Why Porker is a fucking asshole. <laughs> but all like, right. Well, sorry. I think no, no, no. It's all good. But just, but, just so you know, I, just think... you know, I had Jelton by uh, <laughs> Jelton by things they won't say on your show. <laughs> But uh, I'm good. Sorry. That's it. No, we're all good. But now we we got to keep it moving here, boys, because we got we got a lot of solid fights here tonight. And our next one here, Tiago Moises versus Christos Yagos. I mean, we're we're gonna see a fun fight here until uh, Christos Yagos gasses out. Um, and then you know it depends on what point exactly that comes. But you know, did Yagos win a couple rounds? Is he already down? Is he gonna get finished? Uh, but Yagos is gonna gas out at some point. So. Um, Moises at minus 255, Yagos at plus 215. H- how do we really see it playing out? Because, I, I mean, I, I could understand the Moises at minus 255. His striking numbers, you know, I mean, they're a little bit inflated due to uh, a few bad matchups, and especially early on. But I think you can see, like, physically he has made some some distinct, like, advancements. You know, he looked a lot better against Alexander Hernandez from distance. And, um, yeah, I, I guess that is Alexander Hernandez, but you know, in, in the same token, at the end of the day, it is kind of Christos Yagos at the same point, too. Um, he, he should have an advantage like early on, Christos Yagos. He's faced a much better competition, but I mean, at, at what point does he just gas out and and then Tiago just finds his way to a victory? So, I, I'm not gonna bet this fight myself, I don't think. Well, I think the what you're kind of touching on and and or maybe what you haven't fully touched on yet and why you want to stay away from this fight in terms of Tiago Moises is because at this price, you you really want Tiago Moises to come out here and convincingly win a fight. And that's just not necessarily how he fights, per se. And when you fight, when you're fighting against Christos Yagos, right, he's going to, he's, he's the first spam wrestler that, that, uh, that Tiago Moises has really faced other than, than, than Islam Makhachev, obviously. Because with Makhachev, you worry about everything. So we're going to put that aside for a second. When you're fighting Yagos here, it's it that's a that's a major concern. And you look at his stats, Tiago Moises has 27% of his fight time is spent with opponent control rate. That's a lot. So, and then you look at the control rate for Yagos, I believe it says 54%, 34%, 34% control rate. That's a very, that's a large amount of time to be spent in control people. What TB highlighted multiple times, which is absolutely a concern, is Yagos's gas tank. But if he's up around, if he's up two rounds, it's very possible that, you know, he's already winning or, or can end up winning a 29-28. I'm not necessarily sure that um, you know, if he's on top, that he's landing enough strikes right to score too many points that kind of thing gasses you out even more um i i I guess at the end of the day i'm just spooked on tiago moises is what it comes down to i kind of i like the fight to go to distance um and uh that's just kind of where i stay it's not not really a fight i want too much exposure on um maybe the computer or monk or lou feel differently What do you guys think? So I'm muted. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I uh, agree completely. I think you can't put the the stake in Moises at this line. Uh, the stats are far too similar, uh, especially in the last five. 
I mean, as far as striking goes, they are very similar. Giagos with a better accuracy, more volume, gets hit less. Uh, his defense is not as good as Moises when it comes to striking. Um, both guys have been knocked down once. I mean, the takedowns are uh, pretty even, or takedown uh, in, in whole as a whole. Uh, let's see, Giagos lands 3.31 per 15 minutes. His takedown defense is worse than Moises, so it kind of balances out there. The control time is very, very similar. I don't think there's any way I would pay, uh, what, minus 250 at this point on Tiago Moises. Uh, Computer Monk likes the value on Giagos at plus 200 or 205, something like that. Um, I also like the Giagos by decision at just under 400, I believe. So that's kind of how I would look to play this. Moises, Moises has been, Moises has been less than impressive. No, not at all. And for DraftKings, I don't know if you guys play DraftKings. He's $9,000 this week. He scores 70 points what? in a fight. Like, there's no way I'm putting this guy in my lineups. Like I said on uh, the, the Pub Sports Show earlier, there's a ton of guys this week that have to show me something before I bet on them, roster them in DraftKings. I don't trust several of these fighters this week. And Tiago Moises, as of now, is one of them. So give me the Giago side. Maybe all I have to do is win two rounds. Um, maybe Moises fucking shits the bed again uh, and gets finished early. Who knows? But I definitely like the possible value uh, from Giago's here. I agree completely. I love that. Lou, where, where are you sitting on this one, Lou? What you got? Moises, Giago's? This is going to take less than 60 seconds. Ready? Moises, Moises should smoke this dude, but I can't trust Moises. But Giago stinks. Like, <laughs> like, like, this, this, this dude's like, like Sean Soriano is like yeah, the worst. Oh he my God. Sean, yeah, he kept reversing him. I'm just Not saying great. this Sean Soriano is the worst dude I've ever, I've seen in the UFC ever. <laughs> like, I, like last 10 years. Like, I, I like he, this dude, he's, a, by the way, he's the worst guy that everybody ever had as a favorite in fights. Against like, Sean Soriano is like Elon the worst Shaw. dude. That's the worst dude ever. <laughs> and so like, I, like I, there's no bet here. Like, nope. you can't let the number on Moises, and I, I cannot possibly bet this other fucking fool to win. <laughs> like, I'm saying it's like this. There's no bet. Like, I'm like fight doesn't go because the last four fights. I mean, forgive Moises for the Makachev. Like, that's respectable. Yeah, but right. Alvarez like fucked him up. And Alvarez was overweight, and Giagos is like his fights are out by. Sorry, right, she's gone. Uh, <laughs> bye, okay, bye. bye. Uh, like they're both just whatever. Like there's no bet. Like there's no yeah. bet here. And and like and anybody who's like strong on one side here, like no. Yeah. With this fucking bullshit, like no. <laughs> well, but like if his name's not like the Brazilian the generic fighter machine. In Tiago Moises, like no joke, his his name is like oh look, well he's got to be good. Like his fucking name is Tiago Moises. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. But no, like, no, that's accurate. So like, what's it's the degenerated. line? Of his, what's the line of his name's not like I'm from Brazil? Is it no? But then like Tiago's sucks. Yeah. No, no bet. Move on. Done. That's it. So so uh, you were over sixty seconds. No, well, I, I think he did his best. Well, you I got think me angry. That, was a, that was a best I'm effort. That was a best balls. effort right there. I got to bust the uh, balls, man. I mean, that's classic guru if I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> well, 
Now, on to our next fight, talking about friends of the show. We got, you know, so let's be just flat out about it. There's going to be some bias here. Friend of the show, Nate Manis. I, I don't even care, man. You know, we had him on. Such a good guy. Umar Nurmagomedov, he turned down all of our requests for an interview. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but listen, uh, I mean – in, in all reality, Nate Manis has been an underdog every single time he stepped into the octagon. And for the fourth time, he's stepping into the octagon this time as an underdog to Umar Nurmagomedov. What I will comment and what I said to Guru earlier in the day is that Vegas is currently pricing this line like we seriously learned something from the Kelleher fight or that Nate Manis is like two times worse than Brian Kelleher as a fighter overall. And I don't think either of those things are true. We did not learn shit about Umar Nurmagomedov against Brian Kelleher. We learned, oh, look, he knows how to take the back. Yeah, we saw that against Marzov. We saw that's what he does. And, you know, Kelleher, it's like at a certain point, you know, his physicality, he's just limited to that point. So now Umar Nurmagomedov is coming in and fighting someone, quote unquote, his own size. Nate Manis, two inch height advantage, three inch reach advantage. And you know what? He's fought, you know, the same amount of times in the UFC. He's not taking it on short notice as a full training camp, can bring in whoever he wants. And we've seen him bring in some some D1, multiple multi-state champions in wrestling to give him some good looks during camp. He's stuffed 15 out of 18 takedowns so far in the UFC, Nate Manis. But Umar Nurmagomedov isn't necessarily the wrestling Nurmagomedov. So at the end of the day here, Nate Manis, we have seen you get hurt before. You've been dropped. You've, you've been stumbled. You've been in every single fight you've been in. But that's when the fight starts. So oh, at bro. that point, at that point, do we see the dog come out? Because we got plus 625 on a fucking dog in Nate Manis. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that ultimately um, we're going to look to play a little bit of a prop here in the long run. So, Guru, how about you walk us through it? No, you're, you, you, you hit everything. Um, to a T and and Nate is such an awesome guy. So we're not gonna sit here and 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 try to even like talk like because Umar obviously is an unbelievable prospect. Like he's 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 undefeated for a reason. Like he's incredible. But I, I, you cannot sit here and tell me that with four ounce gloves that Nate Manus has a 14 percent chance to win this fight. That's fucking ridiculous. That's it. That's that's the breakdown to me. He has a bet. He's a trained fighter. He has a better chance than fourteen percent to me. Truly, Guru, you you told me he, the bet. What's the bet here? The fight you doesn't go it. the distance. They're gonna oh. kill each other. Somebody's <laughs> going down. They're savages, and somebody is gonna be you know tapping out or uh, it's good. It's good or, or knocked out. It's good and you better not count out Nate. No but, way. But, but, by the way, fight doesn't go or like it's like minus one eighty here, it's which is not, ridiculous. It's insane. That's a nice. <coughs> I'm not trying to interrupt. I'm just saying I don't know if you know what the line. No, you're is. right, Lou. You're right, man. Minus one ninety DraftKings and where, uh, where do you got it, Lou? Well, am I here to tell you who's going to win or how to bet it? Both. Well, well, where'd you they're, find well, that they're, line? They're very different things. What my minus one eighty? Yeah, where was that at? Like three o'clock today on Best Fight Odds? Is it? Is it? Oh, oh no! Well, are you on like DraftKings, FanDuel, like Bet Online? Do you know like which I one looked, you saw it on? He just are used you Best looked, Fight Odds. Oh, okay, all right, fair enough. Why? But anyways, I mean, 
Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I love that fight doesn't go. Guru texted me that earlier, and I was like, damn, I got to let him take the shine because he, but he that's not that the bet. But that's not the bet. Well, what Lou, it, what's, what's the bet? The, bet the, the way to play this is Nate Maness live after round one. Let's go. Because, because, and I know he's a friend of your show, and look, Nate Maness's last three opponents, like, fucked up in the first round. <laughs> like, it's true. Gra- like, Gravely had him, like, that's like he a broke, ten. That's like a ten four. He broke it off. And then what happened? Exactly. Well, well, what happened forty five seconds later? I mean, like Manessa tough. Mo- Manessa tough. Manessa tough motherfucker. He's the kind of guy that fights for your money. So that's what I'm saying. If he loses in the first round, you lost nothing. If you want to bet him live after one round, he's going to be like fifteen to one, dude. Like, or he, he has a better round than you think, and he's in the fight. And then you're still getting like plus four fifty, dude. Well, you still, can, yeah. I just like I said. I'm saying I just, it. I, what I'm saying is, dude. Live after round one, if Umar doesn't get him out of there, that line's gonna be like, like bananas for any mixed martial arts fight. I understand. What you're oh, it does. And that's on, how you. Fella? Okay, but that's how you. But I'm saying is that is the strategy to me to bet it. Rogue Strama. Hi, Rogue. What's going on, the dogs? Look at that. We got the party in town. That, that, that's that's my like. Because, like, that. dude, if he dies, like, you lose nothing. But, like, that's oh, a good idea. You lose I a good like friend. Him. We don't want him to die. Yeah. I, 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 but you know what? If he gets out of the first round, sort of like his odds of like being a dog, dude. Like, I like his odds right now. That's what I'm saying. Mom, but also, he could die in like a minute and like you'd be like, oh, fuck. Right. And, and, and the thing is, is that's <laughs> realistic. But if he's hanging in there, if, if fucking Umar and Umar give that off, like, exhaust Umar's, Umar's last four of his but five what, but, finishes are by rear naked choke. So okay. I don't... But also, here's... See, you, you you don't get capping, dude. Like, let me explain something to you. You had Nate Maness on your show. Do you think you could choke Nate Maness for 10 minutes and he's still going to survive it? This fucking dude could, like, put his throat around Umaga, through Nate Maness's throat and he'd be like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How many fucking dudes have we seen on short notice? Like Preston Parsons couldn't submit Evan Elder. And dude, he had him in like, <laughs> but he had him in like 13 minutes of like tight chokes. Dude, sometimes we don't know these guys' toughness. What if Nate Maness is like, fuck you, and just doesn't tap in the first? And then that right. second starts. He's plus 1,500 at the live window. I'm telling you. And that's what you're like. Nate Maness is gonna fuck this dude up, dude. <laughs> uh, laugh at me. I hope record this. Oh, like it's recorded because that's the way to bet this. And then Nate Maness by decision, you're like, holy fucking shit. This if you're holding an Umar ticket in the third round, do you feel good at minus 900? How good do you feel with that ticket? But you're holding Nate Maness at like bananas, you're like. Motherfucker, he's gonna win this fucking fight. True, right. true. American judge. Any uh, any final plays here, Monk or, or CM? Oh, uh, I got nothing on the the line. I mean, I can't bet the Nurmagomed offside, and uh Nate has not shown me enough as far as the stats go for me to put anything on him. So this is gonna be I, I tend to lean Nurmagomed off inside the distance. His stats in 12 minutes of UFC fight time are uh, basically number one in the division. 64% accurate, 83, almost 84% striking defense. He's been hit with eight strikes in 12 minutes. 
uh, 0.67 strikes against per minute. That's it. He's 47, almost 48% striking efficient. Nate Maness on the other side, 36th in accuracy, 74th in striking defense, 67th in volume against and volume uh, four. I just, this is another one of those spots where you're going to have to show me. Um, I, I don't, is Nate Maness going to be able to take down Nurmagomedov, especially early? I don't see that happening. And I think that's his definite uh, path to victory here. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to see it first. Uh, no disrespect. To your boy Nate Maness, I this fight is super interesting, and he could very well show me something. But I'm going to have to see it first before I put down any kind of action. Um, I like Nurmagomedov for DraftKings. I like him to win the fight, but the line. I mean, I can't, I can't bet any side of the Nurmagomedov <laughs> line at all. There's just there, there's no meat on that bone. So nah, that's kind of how I see that one. I feel that for sure. Um, yeah, I think I think we broke that one down well. So let's slide on along to our next fight here. We uh. I think we did a great job that 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 caps off the main card huh so uh yeah yeah, yeah. so now we're at our our featured prelim as we move down we got uh we pick up the pace a little bit here you know we uh we had a little fun as we got deep into it there but uh we, T- we gotta TB, get down T- to business and get it going huh tb T- here here's the twitter war uh-uh no this is, um, this is the this is the this is the one this yeah. is the one. This is the one. So plant your flag, guys. Because even Chris Curtis said it himself in his interview. And, and thank you, Lou, for bringing that up. Because it's it's either side. Wherever you go. And now the line's getting closer to even. We got Chris Curtis at minus 130. We got Hadolfo Vieira at plus 110. And ultimately, it's Hadolfo Vieira is getting a sub inside the first round. Or Chris Curtis is going to find a way to knock him out if he survives as the fight goes on. I just don't see any other way to cap it. So, of course, it's Adolfo Vieira by decision or Chris Curtis <laughs> by submission. And we all sit here saying we need to quit handicapping MMA. So I'll just pass along the mic there. That's that's my breakdown of this fight. <laughs> wow, that, was, that was excellent. I don't think anybody can top that. Yeah. Um. Geez. Rodolfo Vieira's last fight was a war. But he went to war with a guy I believe they cut directly after. So, Justin, like, yeah, that shows, yeah, that that shows you how well how much they thought of him. And uh, you know, Chris Curtis beat up uh, Brendan Allen. You know, he's the king of like w- like losing until he wins. He's like he just he's getting pieced up on the feet by Phil Hawes. And he's getting pieced up on the feet by Brendan Allen until he starts working the body of these guys and they start buckling over. Um, it's just super interesting that he hasn't really faced somebody like Vieira that's going to charge forward and, and really try to, I don't necessarily like think with spam wrestling takedowns, but like he really wants to take you down and put you on the ground. Um, I think that's super interesting and, and it makes this fight really hard to handicap because Curtis has shown I don't know, decent takedown defense throughout the UFC hasn't been tested too much. And, and you know, even whatever PFL or wherever else he's been throughout his, his career, you know, it's, it's tough. So yeah, you just, you're right. His, his two losses are against uh, Magomed Karimov and, and that's the, and that's the way in which he lost. It's the, it's the wrestler when they, when you're watching him fight Phil Hawes, why do you think they made that fight? Phil Hawes is a D one wrestler in his background. Like that's, he was supposed to go out there and wrestle. He fell in love with the feet. He's having success. He gets kind of tired. He gets popped to the body. All of a sudden he's doing the chicken dance. It happens. Chris Curtis is the man. Um, 
you know, Brendan Allen, somebody we know has been suspect on the feet in terms of striking defense and his overall grappling. Like he's somebody that's a decent grappler, but never grapples enough. Um, so Vieira is somebody that knows he needs to grapple, willing to grapple, a meathead of all sorts, and he's going to throw everything into his punches. Um, I kind of just gave you the long version of what TB said, though. The short version is it's Vieira by sub in the first round or <laughs> Curtis is going to knock him out any first or second round, really. So I guess it's just the fight doesn't go the distance. Is that... But it, it's probably too chalky, right? It's like, minus oh, yeah. seven fifty. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so then at this point, it's like fade the narrative because maybe they get tired and respect each other. You, you, you know, you know what the la- you know the last line that was that high was the Pereira Silva fight, and it went the distance. Ah. Yep. Right. Santos and uh, and uh, Walker. No, Dare Pere- I say the Pereira Silva. And, and I'm saying you add on. No, I'm saying you just add on to that too. You also had Santos oh, and oh, Walker. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, like God. every time you get a fight like every, that. Everybody's life, everybody's life was ruined. Them, they're like, oh my, <laughs> like, like nobody walked there with that. Like, I'm so happy. How about like, the jury? Like, how about the jury under four and a half bets? Yo, oh, yeah, yep. there it is. So I, the question is, what no, do you guys no. think is the play here? Oh, I me? like, I like Vieira. Uh, I'm on the Vieira side, uh, just for the line, I guess. I mean. Chris Curtis has really kind of impressed me a little bit uh, coming in for these two UFC fights. I mean, what was he? Plus 273 against Allen, plus 260 against Haas. Two pretty early knockouts there. Uh, Vieta has been a favorite in every single fight. The the, mo- the highest was Anthony Hernandez, minus 513, and he gets uh, – I guess right. that's the second highest. He was minus 550 against Safarov. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm honestly leaning Vieta just because of – such the uh, yeah, the more UFC experience, but then Chris Curtis has a ton more professional experience. So I could be uh, disappointed at the end of this with a Vieira pick if Curtis just comes out here and puts this dude down like he's done with two other people that were uh, probably taller than him as well. So, <laughs> uh, man, I think this one's going to be interesting. Um, I'm just leaning Vieira by sub because I think that's all it takes. If this, if this gets to the ground, Curtis is likely finished. So that's kind of how I see this one. I think you touched on a really good point, though, and that's the fact that Rodolfo Vieira is an underdog, right? And that line has now creeped closer, further away from him being the wider underdog that he was. Yeah. Because when you really look at it, he was minus 600, minus 400. Mi- uh, you get him a plus money plus against money. a guy with two UFC fights? A guy this that, fight was a year but, ago. This Vieira would be minus 1,000. 100%. But, and, yeah. and, not, and not only that, but Chris Curtis is a guy that was an underdog in both of his two UFC fights. Yep. Both times, plus 200 or more, and was, again, you watch the tape, losing the fight. Not, like, not in any real danger, per se, but losing <laughs> the fights by all account. And then until he won the fight. So, yeah, I, I, yep. to your point, I was me and TB were texting back, back and forth, kind of uh, back. He was pretty entrenched in the Curtis fight. I was definitely more, I guess, just more like you, more just seeing where Rodolfo Vieira could do it. I really hate to think that I would fade, uh, like, fade Chris Curtis again and somehow be wrong. Right. Um, <laughs> as, yeah. Um, 
we <laughs> we picked him the first time, and then we talked about liking him on the the second time, and then uh, against Brennan Allen, and then ended up parlaying him for some dumb reason. It's That's like terrible. me with with uh, Nick Maximoff. I faded him huge twice, and I'm like, fine, third fight. I'll, and then he gets fucking subbed in ten seconds. It's like, oh my god, never again, Nick. Yeah. Sorry, bud, never yeah, again. That guy is trash. That is also um, interesting. Vera two I years see- younger than Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Call that, yeah. 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 So I, uh, yeah, I guess I kind of lean dog and, uh, probably another fight that there's not too much value on in terms oh, of props. There we go. I've just brought a guest. Uh, oh, can anyone beat Benil Daryush? That is <laughs> Luke, Luke can. It's my guy. <laughs> I think, I think Luke could do it. Thanks for joining the show, Tom. We really appreciate you hopping in, man. We appreciate all the new guests we have today. If you guys are enjoying the show, throw a little like on it. You know, make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we got half of the MMA engine here. So make sure you guys are subscribing to the MMA engine. Make sure you're checking out Happy Hour with Monk and Lou. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, no, I mean. (laughs) It's the foundation, Lou. The the foundation. You couldn't have. With the the penis. (laughs) You couldn't have the top part without the bottom. But no, I mean, listen, I think uh, at the end of the day, if you have what we're saying is a 50-50 outcome and you have that plus 175 for the submission by Vieira and minus 105 for the knockout by Curtis. But we're saying, like, either one can happen at an equal rate. Yeah, I mean, that plus 175 on the sub, I, I totally see can where I the value the in the on? ideas. Oh, yeah, well, how what about, is that? How about, how about fight doesn't start round three minus 300? Is that still too juiced? It's ridiculous. But you, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, having, I'm having a breakdown <laughs> of the fight. I'm not, I'm not going to break down the fight because I'm going to make it four for four. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, I, I like – it's going to sound really strange. I like Vieira round two sub at, like, plus 950. Ooh. Yeah. I think that, like, he can take his wow. time. Like, But, by the way – I like that. This, this I like line, that. This line, but, like, Vieira v, – like, everybody's like, oh, Curtis fights a lot. Vieira has, like, grappling matches, like, every week. True. Like, this dude's, like – learning and like growing like i'm just like four for four on the vieira side dude i think he's gonna i think it's like one takedown's it yep oh like curtis's takedown defense is good all right well has he he hasn't fought dudes like this though ever right like like, look at his tape like never like he never fought a dude that's like a like a dude He's fighting dudes that are like, oh, if I have to shoot, like, okay. <laughs> like, he's not fighting a dude that's like, oh, by the way, like, you're going to the fucking ground, like, that's just all there is to it. That's what Vieira is. Like, it's, like, the whole the whole narrative of this fight is, does Vieira gas? Like, that's the narrative. Yeah. Because nobody's like, Curtis round one. No, it's like, by the way, fun fact, Curtis round three KO plus 650. I've never seen plus eleven hundred on DraftKings. No, Curtis round three what? KO plus eleven hundred. Let's. Well, I thought you're earlier, missing out, Lou. <laughs> uh Curtis round. Cur- Curtis a- round two KO is plus four fifty, which is that, not bad either. That's a horrible lot. Like these are horrible numbers for like that kind of shit, dude. Should like, be a way uh, arm triangle round three. What kind of submission does Vieira hit on Curtis? Arm triangle. One one takedown, gets the legs across the belly, arms already under the fucking neck. This shit is over. I mean, I mean, like I like I won't like there's no more analysis like to add to you guys. I just I I, like we all seem to think Vieira is like the net it's his fight to lose. Like, yes, do you feel crappy like round two? And you're like, fuck. (laughs) But like, but I think we all agree, like, how it could very easily go, like, 80% of the time. Like, this yep. line's wrong. 
100%. And by the way, I think this is a line because, like, he's, like, internet, like, he's a buzz guy. Like, people are like, I'm not fucking bet against Chris Curtis. And, like, this is the Bilo spot. It's a yep. weird, it's a weird, it's a weird matchup to begin with, too. Like, surprised that, like, Dana White might be like, I don't want to pay one of these dudes anymore. Like, I, like, like, that's <laughs> what it feels, like, that's what it feels like. He's like, I don't want to pay one of these dudes ever again. Like, I'll pay one of them. <laughs> and I feel like a winner here, like if Chris Curse loses, he's like, yeah, back to the fucking prelims with you. Like, <laughs> you know? I, I do. I, I like, I'm not saying that's fair. Like, look, this is a bet. I'm cool losing, by the way. If Curse oh. just fucks him up, I'm like, all right. Bro. Yeah. No, like, I mean, much right, respect bro, to him, like, but as the favorite now, I mean, it's, that's a tough pill to swallow. But I mean, like, I just, I, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I feel like this one might go. Moving on, sorry guys. Yeah, yeah, no, I think go. uh, here we go. Next analysis. one. Yeah, no, I, I think we uh we did a good job tightening it up, boys. Let's uh let's keep it rolling. We got Shailon Nerd and Becca versus T.J. Brown, and uh, T.J. Brown minus two hundred. Nerd and Becca plus one seventy. What can Nerd and Becca do besides kind of get in top control and? Land 0.15 ground strikes per minute of control. Uh, that's what you want to see from your top control these days. So, uh, yeah, I mean, TJ Brown minus 200. It's like he's one of those guys where you really don't want to ever play him as that big of a favorite, like, at all. But, um, yeah, I uh, I just, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to have to have something on TJ Brown here and – what I'd like to end up doing is getting a TJ Brown by sub at uh, plus three thirty. So that if there's nice. anything I was looking to do, that's that's going to be my move. Yeah, I took the words right out of my mouth, man. Um, Shailen Nurembek, Nurembek is uh, he's literally a wrestler, man. That's that's what he likes to do. Um, he's got well time level changes. He throws a lot of inside leg kicks. He had a nice sweep reversal. Uh, from bottom versus uh, Soriano, which was you know very impressive. You like to see that, but the problem is, is that Soriano, the not wrestler, was on top of him. That's <laughs> that's really that's not great. Um, TJ Brown is a spam wrestler. He is a good wrestler. He likes to switch stances. He's got power on the overhand right. He's got the step in left jab. He's active from top control. Um, He's got the nice Kimura attempt from bottom versus Kai Kamaka, which was interesting. Good to see. His big thing probably is that, uh, you know, it's, I mean, actually, he's, his his striking defense to me wasn't fantastic because, you know, he's a wrestler where he kind of keeps his guard, his hands down low. So he's kind of getting tagged in the face too much. But his stats don't necessarily say that at a 53% striking defense. So... You know, he, he's got wobbled, too. He got dropped versus uh, rocked and dropped versus Kai Kamaka in that second round. So that was a little sketchy. Um, so if Nuremberg has anything with that those muscles, he's going to have maybe a little bit of power. But that hasn't necessarily translated into the UFC or necessarily on his record because he's, as he's a submission guy. So, yeah, I mean, I like TJ Brown here. And... Uh, I do like him, like you said. I kind of like him by sub, but to to parlay or even play to touch TJ Brown at, at this price, he just similar to what you were saying earlier in the show, Monk. Maybe this is the kind of guy you're talking about, but he has to show me something to really trust him at this kind of price. Yeah. Um, even though he should be able to get it done. Yeah, I completely agree. He definitely should be able to get it done. Uh, the stats, so for some reason, uh, favor. 
not favor. Where are we at here with uh, Elon Shaw? Um, so it still favors TJ Brown, but it's very, very close. Like one, like 10 points a piece uh, on either side. None of this, you know, minus 217 stuff. And so I go and look at the stats. We have very small sample sizes here. Only four fights for TJ Brown, but not not bad, actually. Oh, just under 60 minutes of total fight time and half an hour uh, for the Wolverine here. But the striking from uh, Nerdambika is pretty much uh, non-existent. 1.13 strikes landed per minute gets hit with just under three, which is a good uh, number. But his defense is only 45%. So we're definitely not looking at that. So I keep scrolling down to takedowns. Uh, you know, the 27% accuracy, 33% defense is terrible. But then you look at TJ Brown, who has allowed five of six takedown attempts. Uh, so he's a bit less there. Uh, the control time is really where it makes a difference. Uh, Shylon, 45% control time compared to just six allowed. That is a 7.5 to one ratio. Controls 88% of all grappling time in his fights, whereas TJ Brown is well, you know, almost 30 points below that at uh, 61%. I'm thinking if Nerdin B can land, you know, takedowns and hopefully get some. Uh, some control time here like you said the ground and pound is is less to be you know has leaves something to be desired i should say um but i think the line is just a bit too wide to put it on brown the strength of schedule is trash for both guys um i mean brown beating rosa and kamaka after he got dropped and rocked like you said losing to chavez chavez uh which has not aged well after he got spinning back elbowed in 10 seconds last week uh and then jordan griffin who that is a tough tough loss to get finished by jordan griffin so i don't trust either of these guys i'm gonna have to see both of them uh computer monk wants to bet on uh nerd and beak but i'm personally not touching any of that shit <laughs> i do personally think the line is a bit wide though um but i'm still picking tj brown to win no i i agree and and one of the things that's super interesting especially i saw with my tape i don't think tj brown beat kai kamaka like that's yeah. a win on the record that i don't i just don't think he won the fight Mm -hmm. I thought he lost rounds two and three. Yeah, Computer Monk agrees with you based on just the stats. Take round by round stats out or scoring out of it. Uh, has a negative ass whoop index in that fight, meaning uh, Kamaka <laughs> did more, work, had a higher work rate, and technically beat TJ Brown if you take out the round by round scoring. So you're absolutely right about that. Sick. I love that. All right. Well, Lou, what uh, what do you got on this one? This is, I mean, like, nothing. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, now, now here's something, because if you actually have nothing on this fight, we might be able to get a quick Q&A, Q&A question in here. I know Tom in yeah, the chat, in. I know Tom is asking, you know, he has a little unrelated Kevin Holland question here. And if we actually don't have, you know, analysis on this one, I think, yeah, uh, like, like no bet, Tom, Tom, what do you got? <laughs> like, like no bet on this fight. Lou is feeling the happy hour. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> happy hour up in here. Yeah, we are rocking and rolling, people. I'm the happiest motherfucker you know right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I jumbled up the order. Yeah, Tom, get that question in. But, uh, yeah, I think I jumbled it up. because Yeah, I, I was going to say. Over, you uh, Carlos Oberg yeah, into Pan Chukwi. Yeah. So, I was, oh, 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 great. Talk about fights. I have great opinions on. Like, <laughs> let's bring this bullshit on. All oh, right. See, so listen, guys, we're saving time on the Lou analysis so we can fit in that Q and a. So Tom, throw it in there whenever, whenever you want to get that question in. Uh, well, I, I know we got Lou ready to get after. So 
We're ready to get after Carlos Oberg versus yeah, let's um, backtrack for a versus second. Stefan Chukwi. I think that's probably the degenerate gambler in me. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, guys. So you know, if we're going on looks here, we got to take Carlos Oberg. I mean, it's just not even. It's not yeah. even close. Let's just he's, be honest. He's the rock, I mean, dude. He's a very erotic podcast. <laughs> I mean, let's be serious. He's the um, rock. He's literally the rock. Like yeah. The uh, and uh, yeah, okay. So before we get down into it, Tom, here we go. We got a multi-part question. So is Kevin Holland the most exciting fighter? Oh, uh, yeah. I'd say I'd say he's, he's up there. Pretty, what do you guys think? I think he's fairly exciting, and I think his outside the cage likability yeah. makes him super cool. I, I, th- I like he, he was on a, he had a like a post fight interview. He's like, "Yo, let me get behind the mic and do what you guys do." I'm like, "Bet!" Like he, if he could like maybe dial up the professionalism a tad, he actually, I think he'd be actually be great behind the desk for the UFC. Um, yeah. Does he beat Diaz? Yeah, everybody beats Diaz right now. Um, Monk's beard is real. It, yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, 100%. Oh, wait, we're gonna pull down the question real quick. Get a look at no that. No horses people. missing their hair around yeah, here. That is that is a beautiful beard. And then finally, yeah, don't say that around Shavkat though. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh my god, might take a bite out of me. Jesus, literally. <laughs> and final question: Yam bags. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see where we got some yam bags tonight. Uh, of course, Tom. Thanks for jumping in, man. Hope you gave us a little subscribe here. Hope you guys are enjoying the content because this is one hell of a show. I think this is the most live viewers we've ever had uh, on a live episode. Um, We're all so, here for the yam. Let's get them yam bags. Yeah. See if we get any in these last few. Excuse fights. me. Excuse me. Uh oh. I feel like this Tom L's making a mockery of your shit. <laughs> so as only the iron she can say, hit hey, Tom. Fuck you! <laughs> you are a piece of shit like Randy Savage. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't let him slide. Trust me, trust me. You want fans like this? Yeah. <laughs> no, you no, you give them an inch, they take a mile. So, Tom L, if I ever meet you place. in real life or at the bar Friday, <laughs> you're going down, son. <laughs> Swing set four o'clock. Be there. Thank God, thank God for a Tafan analysis. Yeah. Oh shit. So, we have, oh we shit. So I yet. guess that's it. Yeah. So now we got. Yeah. So we're busy talking about the fantastic looks of Carlos Olberg, and Guru was getting a little bit sketched out. So now as we get down to the actual fight analysis, uh, yeah. I mean, I think Tafan Chukwi should kind of have him covered. Uh, I think you know it's interesting to always see Chukwi is going to have you know matching up in the reach, even though he's. He's a lot shorter overall, uh, generally in a lot of the fights. But moving back up to light heavyweight, I think is uh, is the best idea in the long run. So, um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's definitely um, it's going to be Chukwu for me. I just think he's faced the better competition. I think he's the better overall fighter, and I think he's probably a little bit more diverse in his overall game plan and trains at the more well-rounded gym where I'd expect him to have, like, something else in his back pocket. I just don't think Olberg has been, like, in the game as long. And he is four years older. And that cardio, that's, that's something we've seen before. Chukwi's been the distance and and pretty comfortably many times. So I, I'm going to go that side. I, I like Chukwi. It slid from being, like, a uh, a plus money play all the way down to, we just call, uh, what, what do we get? Minus 104. So, Guru, uh, what do you think here? Yeah, I, I think the I think the fight's actually going to be fairly interesting in terms of you know w- what exactly is going to play out, right? You have Tafan and Chukwe, who's so powerful, right? 
He's got, I mean, he's just got the explosive striking. He's strong in the clinch. He's got the counter left hook, big kicks to the body, um, the power jab, man. Uh, the big problem, of course, is, you know, he's, he can be heavy on the lead leg, right? And uh, can throw that like lazy, unprotected leg kick at times, right? You throw that leg kick and your hands are down, you're getting clipped. And Carlos Olberg, you know, has that, you know, knockout ability, that fight changing ability, that, that um that that pressure right he just kind of throws it an interesting um he 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 unloads on in combinations um but the thing is with Carlos Olberg to me he's more like he's extremely wonder boy esque obviously in the in the way that he stands and his whole movement but the way he maintains range is not really with his hands it's more with his feet and if you have Tafan and Chukwe crashing forward and putting pushing you up against the cage you're not gonna have your long ass legs to help you keep range and then you look at you know how you want to maybe handicap this fight and you watched um carlos carlos Ulberg throw those million piece combinations and try to put kennedy and zechiku out of there he didn't do it and he gassed out and it was a problem then you watch him fight fabio charant and that fight put everybody to sleep because like he was so concerned about his pace he he i mean to me maybe it could be a sign of maturity as well like he was just more patient he picked and chose his shots he did he made sure not to gas out like it was just a a, a specific concerted effort to me to try to do that and um then you look at uh in in Chukwe's last fight um he's winning those first two rounds versus um Osmot uh, uh, right? Like he's doing well, he's cruising. And that to me right there is maybe the issue is that like, he kind of cruises and he kind of lets his guard down a little bit. And he just, the guy comes out and gives him everything he's gotten, but probably whatever it would be that last minute. If you could survive that, that first minute of the third round, giving him all you got, you probably, he probably was going to win, but he got hit with that flying knee, man, out of nowhere. And that was it. Um, shout out to Osmot and shout out to our bet that survived because of that flying knee. But like he was doing really well. So to me, you know, if he wins that fight for Osmot, what's the line here versus Carlos Olberg? Um, and then you look at who he's faced in Jungle Park <coughs> and even Jamie and even Jamie Pickett and William Knight and CFFC. He's had a much tougher strength of schedule. And again, keep in mind the names I just said, he's still had a tougher strength of schedule. Than Carlos Alberg, who's fought nobody really. It's four, five UFC fights, and even if you look at his finishes, even when the kickboxing finishes, they they're all coming in later rounds. They all come later. So I like I like this fight. I like I like Tafan and Chukwe. I like the over one and a half, and I like the fading the narrative shot of the fight going the distance at plus money, plus one forty. Obviously, all this talking could be snapped out in 30 second knockout by either of these guys so i'm <laughs> well aware of that but fuck it i'll keep it quick on this one man i'm not looking forward to this fight uh both guys throw a ton land a ton actually and chukwe over six a minute olberg over nine a minute it all goes downhill from there and chukwe has the much better striking defense uh olberg allowing over four strikes a minute um other than that, I mean, I'm, there's nothing really that jumps out here. Olberg, like you said, overcorrected way too hard after the last after he gassed in his first fight against Kennedy. 
Um, and like you said, it was pretty much boring. Uh, just an outside. I'm going to stay on the outside. I'm going to jab you. I should totally be able to finish you, Fabio Charant, but I'm not going to go for it whatsoever. Um, I'm not going to be on this one for DraftKings, probably fading both sides. Uh, Computer Monk likes the, uh, I know you said you wanted to fade the narrative, but he likes the goes the distance on this one, plus 160. Um, yeah, that would be fading the narrative. We love that. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I'm thinking. I think this one probably goes the distance. I'm not very excited about it. I'm I'm on the Inchukwi side as well. Oberg, another one that is going to have to show me something. And he's only got five professional fights, I believe. Yeah, five professional fights. Two of those are in the UFC. Not even sure, um, you know, he belongs on this level yet. This one will be a good test. If, if Stefan comes out here and finishes him, uh, you know, what's where's he going to go after this? So it would be it would be a good look if he came out here and finished Stefan or at least put on uh, some kind of display. Didn't, you know, fire eight shot combos in a row and then just back off for 30 seconds and dance around uh, while his opponent, the clearly slower opponent, is going to have a hard time keeping up with him. So I don't like that style of fights for betting. I don't like that style of fights for DraftKings, so I'll probably be fading this one, but I kind of like the fight goes the distance here. All right. Lou, 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 Lou. Tefan should be minus 300 here. <laughs> like, I, the skill set. in the I mean, I mean, this is like, it's, it's wild to me that, like, it's even close. Yeah, like, I agree. Ol, like, Olberg has no talent. Like, and Shukwi lost to like a dude I think that's gonna end up being decent. Yeah, Merzikanov and the Iron Turtle, who's not bad. And he, and he lost after two rounds of looking good. Like I I like you guys have what this fight goes. I actually love this like Tafon by decision prop at like ridiculousness. Because he may have a more tentative game plan, but like what if he just takes him down and like chucks him down in the cage and like even if he's not doing much, like what if he just like fucking dominates? Like, yeah. like, like, what has Oldberg shown ever in Nothing. any of his tape where you're like, he's really good? Like, this dude's terrible. You're paying for the city kickboxing, like you pay for Nurmagomedov or any no, look guy me, with look an at this pace, Look at me, this pacing bullshit. Yeah, dude. Like, Sharant got finished in like during ref instruction in some of these fights. Like, yep. you can't finish this fucking dude. Like. Yeah, that was ridiculous, dude. Very sick. Like, he wasn't even trying; he was just firing shots and then hopping dude, you know, back, you, like you know dancing kind of, around. You know, kind of guys. You know, kind of guys can't finish him. It is people that don't belong in the UFC. Yeah, if Tafan would have finished them, like, like he would have like at least eight, gone for it. He would have finished right. them in like thirty seconds. Like, really? Like, Ulbrook stinks, man. Like, I, I think I think I'm with you there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, ultimately, me He's and not Guru, trustworthy, but Ulberg is like Ulberg's right. not a real fighter, man. Like, dude, they they gave him Sharant, <laughs> who's like should not have a job. Like, yeah. they should, you know, you know, like they could have given him. Imagine where we could have had him against Lord Hunsucker. <laughs> <laughs> I might pay. I mean, hey, laying the hey. juice on Hunsucker there. Dude, he's down. He's, he's at 205 now, Lord Hunsucker. Yep. Yep. Dude, I'm telling you, what's Hunsucker Ulberg line? Like, I'm Hunsucker. Like, I'm like, this is a fight this fucking dude can win. Yeah. 
He could be like, oh, cool, I think I think Hunsucker would win the model contest too. Honestly, well, he's <laughs> very, 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 very. He has he's handsome. He has he's the haircut. Handsome. He's the haircut you can set a watch to. Suave. Um, yeah, so I mean, listen, I think we kind of beat Oberg versus Chukwe to death as much fun as I'm having breaking down that fight. <laughs> I think it's time we got down to our next one, but me and Guru do have 1.1 units to win one on Tafan Chukwe, as you know, you know, as uh, maybe people might argue, you know, we can't trust Chukwe, uh, you know, at least a little bit. It's not our best bet of the day, but it was a little something where, yeah, you know, we, we thought the value was way off there. Yeah, yeah, and I saw I saw Rogue Strummer, I believe, who was saying that. And I, I don't necessarily need Tafan to take him down to the ground. I think he's gonna hold him against the cage. Watch the first two rounds of the uh the Marzicano fight. Like I think he's gonna clinch him up and 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 do work. And I think yep. he's gonna be more cautious this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to not get hit um, with that flying knee. <laughs> so uh now this this next fight coming up, this one looks a little interesting to me. We we're having a little discourse before we came on the show today. You know, kind of trying to figure out where we were going to end up overall. And now Great this is fun. it, man, because we made it because this is it. This is chronic combat. And this is where um, this is where we do it. And Rogue coming right back. He could hold him against the cage. He agrees. And you know what? I'm glad that we all came to it because that's the thing here. It's a conversation, not just for the people that we have on our show, but even for our guests, too. We hope you guys hop in the live chat. Throw us a like and subscribe because we're always open to conversation and finding where our best bets are. And if you guys think you got something, got an idea like. We're always open to listening, and you're right. Like the takedown is important too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, send us a DM. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Better MMA. We're putting all of our shit up early too. So they're only fans. Yeah, only fans. Yeah, come on. Exclusive reach around content on the Monk and Lou channel. We have only flans. <laughs> so uh, no, I mean, listen. This next fight, though, um, yeah, this is one of those ones where you know the boys start getting a little excited down there, huh? We got a uh, Holian Paiva versus Sergey Morozov as far as action goes. Um, you know, I mean, this one, this one should be real interesting. You know, Paiva has had a habit of going to the distance, but Sergey Morozov throws everything into his boxing on the feet, and when he gets it down to the mat, he's a little bit violent down there too. Um, I mean, to hurt Douglas Silva de Andrade on the feet like that, I mean, he dropped him. Uh, Piotr Jan, like, kind of, like, beat him up, ground and pounded, you know, treated him like his little brother, stuff like that. Like, the corner had to throw on the towel. But, like, he just got flat out dropped by Sergey Morozov. That beautiful uppercut. If that left hook landed before Andrade had, like, fell, I think his lights would have been completely out. So, <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, Morozov, like, he does, you know, he brings the explosiveness to this fight. I think, if anything, Paiva... Um, yeah, I mean, this one, it, it should end up being like, you know, somewhat decent. I just think overall, you know, I'm going to make a point here. I'll let Guru make the counterpoint he made to me earlier because I'm saying, listen, Sergey Morozov, you know, he comes into the UFC on short notice. One, he faced Mo Mozvar Evliev on the regional scene in M1 and then comes up and, you know, a couple years later, all right, gets a short notice debut. All right, great. You're facing Umar Nurmagomedov. Yeah, dude, like, come on, bro. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Here you go, yeah. buddy. And then, okay, so after that, Kalitaha. But then you see, okay, I can control a guy for over five minutes. I can win a decision, whatever. And then your next fight, Douglas Silva, Dion Drage. I mean, talk right. about power. Talk about a guy you can't push around. You know, yeah, you're gonna gas out dealing with them. So for me, this is a huge step down for Sergey Morozov. He had a minus two hundred against against Douglas Silva de Andrade, 
And you can get him right now for minus 140 against Haulian Paiva. That says it all to me. So, Guru, I mean, is your counterpoint still hidden here? Or what, what, what are we thinking, my dude? Dude, what was my counterpoint? So your counterpoint was you thought that Sergey Morozov was a big step down from Kyler Phillips and, and uh, Sean, Sugar Sean. Right, right, right. That was your ca- – exactly. That's very true. I mean, I didn't necessarily mean str- – I didn't. I just meant in terms – at least in terms of striking, Kyler Phillips and Sean O'Malley are two of the most dynamic strikers, I would say, in like the UFC, let alone their division. So um, they, they are incredible in terms of what they do. Um so Sergey is not nearly as polished or as flashy in terms of the striking. That's without a doubt. He's a, you know, he's, you can tell by the stats, he, three, three point two eight takedowns landed per 15 minutes. He wants to grapple. Um, you know, 34% of his fights are spent in control time. That's where he wants to be. Um, Paiva, you know, you look the other side of that coin, 70% takedown defense. That's, you know, Nothing necessary to scoff at or to write home about. Um, yeah, eight percent control time by his opponents. I mean, you've seen him get up, um, right, and you've seen him kind of reverse positions. He's he did some of that versus Kyler Phillips. Um, but you know, you look back at his at his who he's fought other than Bontarine, which that fight ended very quickly because of the cut. Um, there was none of these none of these fights really ended up on the ground in, in the way that Sergey wants to take it there. And I also think that the UFC is not necessarily doing Paiva any favors in terms of, okay, we gave you the most flashy, two of the most flashy strikers ever. Now let's just give you a curveball here and somebody that's super well-rounded everywhere and also even better in, on the fucking ground and with the wrestling. And um, additionally, Paiva was a, was a flyweight. So, you know, Maybe he does have the size advantage here, but he's not necessarily somebody that's like super built. Morozov is, you know, got that rip back. Like he, I, I also think that um, he's going to come out and want to prove something after, after going to sleep with his eyes open again <laughs> versus, uh, versus uh, the muscle hamster and, and Douglas Silva de Andrade. So yeah, after a little bit of sketchiness and just wanting to make sure I'm on Sergey here. All right, I'm throwing it down. We got what are we doing? The 2.8, like we said, or we got something else? You know what? Let's listen to our guys first. Let's, All right, let's, let's hear them out. I uh, I agree. I'm on the Sergey Morozov side. I think this one, uh, actually, Computer Monk is telling me to bet this in or does not go the distance. Rather, does not go to decision. Um, I think that's a pretty decent bet. I believe it's at like plus that. one, plus one twenty. Ooh. Uh, it was the other day or might actually go, earlier today go under two and a half plus plus one forty. Fuck it. There you go. That one might be even better. Um, both as far as stats go, both guys striking subpar. Uh, when you get down to it, I got Piva as the 54th best striker in the division by stats. Morozov 58. Uh, when we get into the ground game, it's a little different. Morozov has him pretty much not to use the word dominated, but his stats are way, way better as far as takedowns go. Uh, and way better as far as control time goes, with almost a three to one control time ratio, mm-hmm. uh, controlling forty seven percent of all. Or sorry, he fights forty seven percent inside the distance, controls seventy four percent of all of that uh, distance or time uh, grappling. So I think he's much better as far as grappling goes. Paiva, I agree. I think he's a step down. Um, he does not throw a ton. I mean, lands three point eight two per minute. Uh, Sergey Morozov only allows less than three points per minute. 
or three strikes per minute rather. So I just think Piva is going to have a difficult time. I think Morozov is going to be a bit um, anxious to get this one to the ground. I think he can succeed, get some control time, and uh, you know maybe even land a submission here. Both guys. Last point I wanted to make, if I can find my stats here, three of the five losses for um, Morozov have been finishes. And let's see, three of four losses professionally for Piva have been finishes. So I like the uh, doesn't go the distance or even under the 2.5 for about plus 120, plus 140 range. Wow. All right. And Lou, bring I'll it on add, home, baby. I'll just add to what you guys have been saying. I think somebody's getting knocked out here. It's either yes. Piva early or Morozov late. Fight to end in KO is plus 180. Ooh, nice. And uh, that's my favorite bet here. I just think, I mean, I think Morozov should fuck him up. But, like. Yeah, he's going to be anxious after that Dan Andrade Did you say plus sure. 140? Plus 180 for yep. KO. Yeah, plus KO only. Yep, there we Okay. Go. Well, so, then. but if not, if Morozov doesn't win in the first round, like, you get nervous about your ticket. And I just want somebody to get knocked the fuck out. And I, and I think. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I, but I mean, I think that's how it ends. Like, yeah. I don't value Paiva like that great, but dude can knock people out. Like, absolutely, he's got power. Can he though? Can he oh, really though? Can he knock out a tired Morozov? Uh, yes. Oh, a million percent. I, I felt like the, at least in the last fight, the, it was this him getting stung that made him tired, and all the resistance from the incredible grappler that is Douglas Silva Dionage well, well, as well. well. Well, you, but you were on the Morozov side. Like he should, Morozov should, and ninety percent of the time fucks five up. Right. I'm saying the value better is on the KO prop because then I get how I think Morozov's going to beat him, and then I get like the fluke reverse. Yeah, I, yep, just, felt, yep. I just felt like Piva, Piva with twenty-one career wins and three career wins by KO. That means he's not even KOing guys on the regional scene. Well, he's like, just he's got you where he wants you. Right, <laughs> but if you, but if you watch his tape, like the dude hits hard. Like, of course, you know, he's a fighter, yeah. man. He's he's got his technique. And okay, know, what I'm saying, I'm saying is like, punches. I'm saying is like, the I'm dude, not saying it's impossible. I like, I. I'm it's definitely worth him. that other ten percent side. If you think Morozov's gonna, you know, KO him ninety percent of the time, yeah, I, I I don't mind that plus one eighty for sure. Like, I don't think Pive is getting a third round sub. Like, you're free to bet right. on it, but like. Right. Could 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 no, Piva could Piva hang in there? And if so, Morozov's like kind not. of a known wilter. Like yep. dude, could Piva just like I'm I'm telling you, like mm. by the way, I don't hate the Piva round three prop here. Like he seems to have like absurd weird cardio. Like if he's right. hanging in there, like if this fight gets to the third round and you're on Yikes. the Piva side, you're probably like you're saying like okay, like hey, <laughs> so like, like, chance. to me, to oh, me, listen, listen, to oh, me, to me, Piva has to me, Piva seems to have good cardio because look at his offensive output. Where is it? Uh, 3.8 strikes landed per minute. Like, I don't know why you're hating me here, dude. I I'm not hating you, like... you, I'm talking about Piva. <laughs> We're hitting on Piva, if anything. I'm like, don't dude, take it like, personally, man. I said, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not taking any personal. I'm like, I'm taking the KO prop. Like, I don't care who wins. And that's you're fair. like, you're like, I but like Piva. And I'm like, whoa. Like, well, that's fair. I just think uh, what I've been drilling into Guru's head the past like 
four hours before we hopped on the show was that Paiva only has three knockouts, four submissions, and 14 decisions. And if you're not knocking out guys on the regional scene, like on a consistent basis, yeah, you it just doesn't make me feel yeah. good about, you know, and that's, and, and once again, this is now we're talking about why I'm back, you know, on the Morozov side, but at, at the end of the day, I can, I can totally get where like, you know, you want to be covered on either side, but I will say the way we've seen Morozov kind of finished on the regular here is like, he gets hurt on the feet and then like, he won't up. tap. He literally gets choked out until like, he's unconscious. Like, <laughs> this dude is not like an easy, uh, <laughs> you know, like yeah. an easy finish. So it's like that's where like almost that Piva sub, it's like, well, maybe that's fading the narrative just enough if you're going to be on that Piva round three that he could end up making it a sub because maybe he hurts him. But then it's that rear naked choke where I'm going to fight the hands. I'm going to, I don't know, I'm asleep, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, the last and, super, and, the... and TB, what, what, what list did I text you last, literally a couple days ago? It was like. A, a list of a million firsts that happened on the UFC Austin card. Like this fighter's never done this. This fighter's never done this. This fighter's never oh, walked man. by this. Method. And it all happened. So you know what? Maybe Paiva is getting his first fucking 30 <laughs> second knockout. <laughs> <laughs> it's the UFC, man. And and it's four ounce gloves. And that's why we love it. The volatility, man. Rakic yeah. is winning. Rakic is winning fucking two and a half rounds. His knee explodes. And he goes down. Whereas you see Josh Emmett, his knee explodes 14 seconds into a fight. Yeah, and he goes and all he, three. And he looks more athletic than he did in the next fight, recovering from the same knee injury. It's the fight game is bananas. Crazy. All right, guys. This next one, it's sketchy. I'm just gonna put it that way. We got JP Bays versus Cody Durden. But I will tell you, Roman Delize got a first-round knockout last week. So I'm closing my eyes, and I'm pointing my finger at JP Bays and asking you to go and do your thing here. But for I'm not even looking at Grandma's couch cushion. I'm not looking at Grandpa's armchair. I'm sitting this one out, guys. This is this, <laughs> We're going back to a smoke break. Guru, go ahead. Take away the breakdown because I, I ain't got much more oh, on this Oh, God. I wish I, had, I wish I had much to say, right? I mean, you didn't see much of Cody Durden at all versus Mokaev, which was what everybody wanted to see because nobody <laughs> likes Cody Durden and his – ridiculous antics right his his uh whatever he said about a reeky lang or something in the last or the i forgot what he said it was it wasn't nice. it was something okay. akin to please return to where you came from yeah yeah Not whatever exactly. More rude yeah exactly <laughs> not not a great guy i mean listen he showed some interesting like right he got 10 aided in that first round versus chris gutierrez and then ended up pulling it back is that how that fight happened? Because he just decided to lay on the ground. No, no it was the other. Oh, no, 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 it was the other way. I said, yeah. See, as I said it, Gutierrez decided to lay on the ground for no reason that first round. Then they all scored it a 10 8, and then he came back and beat the shit out of him for the rest of it. Um, he gets triangle choked fairly quickly by Jimmy Flick, beats Ariki Lang, which doesn't mean much. And then the Mulkayev fight, we haven't learned much about him. Same thing with JP Buys at this point. Um, he went up a weight class to fight a guy that's literally should be up two weight classes so he's really fighting a guy up three weight classes and he hangs in there tough as nails sets a you breaks everybody's parlays and bets i'm sure um because everybody when you're a minus 600 favorite montel jackson people expect you get a finish instead you set a record for most knockdowns in a fight in a featherweight fight and um right oh a bantamweight fight and uh <laughs> and the fight goes the distance so I don't necessarily think for any reason that Cody Durden has more KO power than Montel Jackson or Bruno Silva. So 
you know, I, that's kind of his way to win, right? I, I don't, I just, yeah, I don't, there's nothing I really want in terms of money down on this fight. I, I guess I kind of lean JP as well. I am, uh, I'll hop in and give you the other side. I don't think there is one single statistic that would make me want to put money or pick uh, JP base at all. Yeah, I mean, all. look look at those, look uh, at it, it looks terrible. I mean, almost 23 minutes of UFC fight time. This dude lands one strike a minute at a 31% accuracy. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, he's oh, yeah. a 12.5% takedown accuracy. He has yeah, a 28% takedown defense. Um, gets out-controlled 6-1. to one. The only thing he has over Durden as far as stats is submission attempts per 15 minutes, of which he has succeed uh, successfully pulled off 0% of those. Um, I just... I mean, his strength of schedule is wow. one of the worst on the card in the past five. His last five opponent win percentage, 59.32%. Um, Cody Durden's last five, 76.29. I don't trust Cody Durden, but I think I trust him to beat JP Bays. Um, this is a not a joke, but it, it makes me laugh out loud. Uh, according to Computer Monk, Cody Durden should be the highest favorite on the card, lined according to the stats, Minus 236, 70% implied over JP Bays. So Computer Monk likes Durden at a plus number, plus 105. So all that, why is JP Bays favored here? Why is he minus like 120, 125? This shit makes no sense to me. So yeah, I'll take the stab on Durden uh, all day. Maybe I'll eat it and that's totally fine because I don't, Mm -hmm. not a fan of either guy, honestly. They both kind (laughs) of seem... uh, you know, kind of douchey to say the least, but, um, but yeah, I'll pick Durden here if I have Um, to. I, you, I'm, I didn't, I don't know if I was not just looking up. I don't know what happened. I, you sold me a hundred thousand percent. Yeah. When you, I mean, you look, look, I mean, just look at the stats. It's, it's insane. You look, look, he's got the size. He's got reach. Everything. He's got, yeah. And you're right. I mean, he should be favored everywhere. I think it's literally the name. I think he has name value for whatever reason. And, um, mm. and, and you know, what's even crazier to me, uh, TB, which is super interesting, right? We talk about his chain wrestling and, and his take, bro, you don't put in the Dana White contender series fights. So his actual fucking takedown right. for 15 and his two UFC fights is less than one. It's yep. he hasn't really used it yet. It's not good. Like, and he telegraphs them because everybody knows it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is the same dude that walked out to a face-off with a fucking loaf of French bread. Like, dude, what, that what, was, what? yeah, what was that? That was awesome. <laughs> Who posted that on Twitter today? That guy's that was. Uh, I think it was uh, oh, I, I don't want to shout out the wrong person, but yeah. So, uh, Lou, what do you what do you got here? And we have a special uh, special question once again from Tom L. Family dinner this Saturday night during the fight. Should I fake COVID or is this card soft in the prelims as long no, as I just say you have the shits. Just say you have the shits, bro. Like, yeah, bro, yeah. Save bro, COVID for next week with the pay-per-view. Save COVID for that one. <laughs> yeah. And Bring use the family to move Sunday dinner or to move Saturday dinner to Sundays like everyone else in the goddamn country. Hey, Tom. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for joining <laughs> us, buddy. We love you. <laughs> now, Lou, do you have anything on this shit yet? Uh oh! Oh yes, 
the yam bags. Oh, they are out. Oh, it's a literal bag of yams. Oh, oh yeah, we don't yeah. fuck around. We don't fuck oh, around. Yes. I don't know how. Who says I yam bag? Oh, hold on a the yam bag. A this yam is, is basically a sweet potato. No. Oh yeah. Yeah, but if you put it in a bag, woo. <laughs> oh man, that's it. You get a That's couple it. of yams in a bag. You get no words. You don't need words. I can see by my intrepid co-host face that that is all he has to say. In fact, <laughs> I don't know. All I think right. he just farted into the mic. Not even sure what, or was that a kick into the balls? I think it was. I a think kick that was a kick the into the balls. Now I'm putting it together. But he could have also farted into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We got the yam bag master. You got your official yam bag play. You JP Bays versus Cody Durden. We're looking at a point deduction, people. That's what Do a yam actually, bag is. We don't actually have that on, on DraftKings or FanDuel, do we? Um, you can bet a point deduction, I'm pretty sure. There's yeah, two kinds I'm... of people. Well, that there's two kinds of people that can bet it. People that are awesome. And no good sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> DraftKings offers it. Betway offers it. Where does DraftKings offer it? I must have missed so it. So where is but if, you, but if you can't, oh, it must you, be under fight props. But like, but here's more important: if you can't bet it, bet your point friend, deduction. There it is. Plus two thousand. Let's go. Just bet your friend twenty-one <laughs> odds for the night. Yeah, I'm in on twenty-one that. odds. Someone's going to get a kick to the fucking... Somebody's going to play Yambag Yahtzee on this motherfucker. He's right. You Yam always say when Yahtzee. fights don't make sense, that's when bro, Yambag bro, nobody, bro, bro, nobody bro. knew who I was five months ago. I was nobody. Now, now Tank now, Abbott's threatening to kick you in the anybody, Yambags. Anytime anybody takes a ball shot in any fight, yo, Lou! Yeah, tag him up. I'm brand That's a burden. I'm that is a burden. Yeah, I am the yam bag whisperer. The whisperer has spoken. <laughs> oh man, that's it. We got yam bags. Yam bags. Welcome to the show, people. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> Guru, they are pretty much the same, but I think they are different somehow. I I agree about, with he's that. At, he's talking about the sweet potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, potatoes, yeah. Just I'm good. a sweet potato fan personally. <laughs> no, it's a pair of potato. A pair of testicles and a nutsack, not a sweet potato in this instance, for sure. As long as you got butter, any potato will suffice. For sure, get some salt too in there. Bro, that's Don't what I'm saying. A sweet potato, you just put a little agave on it. Uh, a little you garlic, like maybe? Little no, garlic. I said agave. Yeah, I said agave. And I said a little garlic. Yo, yo, I'll monk, give you a little garlic. Yo, and then a little rogue shrimp or a little yam bag. Yeah, see, there you monk, go. Monk already saw I'm buying a wheel. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be nice. We're like debatable, but, but like, but like, by the way, if I if I could bet, Baze will kick him like five seconds in the fight, just unleash that rage. Like I'm kind of like, is he going to scream Roman while he does it? That is the real question. Like, right. like you know, the last game bag Whoa. that I hit was at two Brute. I hit Mike Jackson. <laughs> I guess that's we can true. Uh, JP buys of people that's gonna be on. I hit, I hit the Mike yeah. Jackson. I hit, I, I, I hit the Mike. I hit the Mike Jackson point deduction, and I hit Mike Jackson. Let's go, true. baby. That is, you, know, yeah, well, listen. you know, you know why? Because that's what we deserve that fight. And by the way, watching that, I just shared like my buddy's dad over the weekend. Like he's not a like he's not a UFC guy. I'm like, oh, you should just watch this fight. He's like, uh, and he's like, uh, he's an old school box guy, and he watched it like. Like his son, who is his birthday, like is my best boy. 
like Greg and I are like, just just to trust us. And I just and she's the guy's like, oh, you motherfucker. Like, oh. <laughs> and yeah, like, and like, and, and Cormier, and like Cormier, like, I'm not a big Cormier guy on commentary, but like Cormier losing his mind on commentary. <laughs> Mike Jackson's on the ground. He's like, like Cormier was like dying, man. And he was so funny. And Paul Feller's like, wow, these microphones are, are awful. And Cormier just, <laughs> <laughs> like Cormier was like, just a, Cormier was like such a fan. He's like, yes, like fuck, let me hear. Oh, my shot, Dean, you motherfucker. It, that's uh, the greatest. You want like, you should want to show somebody's dad. Oh, you like balls? Like show him, show him the Mike Jackson fight. They're like, oh, nice. The whole thing was four minutes, and I'm like, uh, he got disqualified for being like a. He's sorry. blind and sterile. Sorry, sorry, now. By the way, that's the UFC. By the way, did you bet Dean Barry then? Fuck you, so stupid. Like, <laughs> we, we specifically said to do not bet Dean Barry. There was no, none dude, of that, that happening. Dude, that and was like that was like the ultimate yam bag. I'm like, oh my god, the ultimate like yam bags. And then like, I mean, I, they should have paid me like f- plus four thousand for Hell like yeah. all the fucking fouls. It should like double the money, baby. So way, I think that's I'm, it, man. I'm, I'm, that's the yam bag city there. Sorry. That's it. No, we're all good. But hey, listen, we've been going crazy here. We've been having a hell of a time, but we got two more fights to break down for you people before we release our reign of the yam bags. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, I mean, we got Brian Kelleher versus Mario Bautista. I mean, this one's gonna be uh, this one's gonna be a tough one physically for Kelleher to overcome. He's always at a disadvantage on the reach and everything. But like Bautista, like defensively, you know, at sixty percent. All right, you know, like he should probably be able to stay safe here. Um, I, I Guru was talking to me about a prop earlier on this one that I think I'll probably have more interest than the Bautista at minus 165. Bautista decision at plus 175 is probably, if I was to take like a prop on Bautista, I do think he's the guy that wins. But like Kelleher by sub, plus 450, it's always kind of like whispering in your ear. You know, he's a fan <laughs> favorite. He's a chronic favorite, so. You know, I'm probably a little biased in the end, but yeah, um, you know, I, I do like, I leaned Kelleher initially, but ended up just talking a little bit of sense into myself because I just think like physically it's going to be a lot to overcome. Bautista has a good weight cut, avoids any big uppercuts or big hooks from Kelleher. Yeah, you're probably seeing a decision win for him. So Guru, I mean, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I mean, I think the fight is, uh, I think it's, very, I, I, I'm really excited for this fight. I'm, oh, I love watching Boom fight. Um he's just one of those fan favorites. He, he gives you everything he's got. Um, you know, again, and, and you, you see that in the fact that he's willing to fight guys like Umar Namagomedov and Cody Stamen and John Lineker and, you know, Cheeto Vera and just guys that nobody really wants to fight. Right. So, um, you know, Batista probably had one of the, his best performances in his last fight. Um, but inversely, it's almost kind of a weak performance in some ways because it's on Jay Perrin is on super short notice there and up a weight class. So maybe it's like a difficult, difficult thing to prepare for, I guess, in some 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 aspects. So I don't want to take too much away from him. But like, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of wanted him to, to put it, put it, put him away. And uh, and he didn't necessarily do that. Uh, it was winning the Trevin Jones fight and then gets 
faked with that jab and that shovel uppercut. It was fucking sick knockout by Trevin Jones. Uh, thought he was the hottest thing since sliced bread, and turns out that's not necessarily true either. Um, uh, yeah, you know, any had a nice knockout of uh, Miles Johns, right? That's that's a fucking nice ass win. Um, finishing a guy that was undefeated at the time, and you know his uh, his other big loss, his only other loss is to Corey Sanhagen by sub. Like that shit happens, and you know he's had a he's a young he's still a young guy. Um, was younger then, obviously. And uh, I think he's made improvements since. So um, Kelleher generally is finished by sub. So while I do think Batista could possibly get that, that's not necessarily the way that. I mean, he's that's a that's a way that like a lot of his fights have gone, but he hasn't had got one in the UFC yet. So I don't know. I kind of like the fight to go the distance. So that prop is even money at minus 105 at the moment so i actually kind of like that what do you think yeah i don't uh i don't mind that um the stats kind of tell me that this should be a little bit thinner than the line indicates um but i personally like batista in this one um computer monk is betting kelleher at plus 145 and it thinks this fight should finish inside the distance at one of its only minus plays on the entire card minus oh. 120 um so it's saying kelleher actually let me double check that before i was it inside the yeah goes uh does not go the distance rather minus 120 um i wouldn't probably per i might bet the uh doesn't go the distance but i'm probably not going to put money on the kelleher side um I don't know. I just this fight should be a little bit closer, but I think Batista probably has him everywhere. I just think it's a bit closer uh, than the line indicates. Really, the strength of schedule is comparable. Um, the striking is kind of comparable. Five point four two strikes a minute for Batista, three point four for Kelleher. Um, yeah, I guess it's not really com comparable at all. Batista kind of edges him out in pretty much every striking category. Uh, the takedowns, a bit more for Kelleher, 1.82 to 1.63. Kelleher shoots at about double the rate as Batista, so you should uh, expect, yeah, the, the reach is going to be huge. So I would expect, uh, you know, some shots from Kelleher here. If he can finish them, um, that could be interesting, you know, get him on the ground, look for a sub, but I don't know, man. I'm going to, I'm I, I'm going to stay away from Kelleher personally, and I need Batista to show me what he can do against Kelleher. Um so I can, you know, mm. make some better decisions going forward. Right now, I just don't like the line. I don't like much about it. Maybe the fight doesn't go to decision. Uh, like I said, might be the best bet, or maybe whatever the under two point five is. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, where to go? Yeah, I don't have odds for that in front of me, unfortunately. But yeah, I I, I like it to to not go to decision. So I, I am I honestly I almost kind of agree. Even though I, I sound so wavering since I just said I like to go the distance, I almost kind of agree because in the small cage, like yeah, that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, why not? Like I, I think that 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 Mario could hurt him on the feet and and sub him because Brian likes to get sub, or Mario could put himself in a dumb in a bad position because he's a young fighter. Yeah, Brian's super experienced. Just scoop that neck. So sure, why not? Blue, anything before to I add? Give my, before I give my pick, by the way, you guys should reach out to Jay Parent. He's a cool fucking dude. Like, like I talked to him on Twitter. Like, just after he lost, I sent a message like, "Hey, man, that was like warrior shit against yeah. Batista." Yeah. But like, he's a cool dude. Like, 
if you look at his tweets, he has no engagement. Like he's cool. And like he's a he's a cool nerdy dude, man. Like I'm rooting for him next fight. Just you guys should like the two of you should reach out to him, like to get him on the show. Good call. Uh, like, oh, he's cool and he's cool, dude. Like it's super nice, super young. Like, dude, he's making his way. Look, we already got like this this one, this one dude that if you get him on before us, I'll murder the two of you. We we lay claim to Cody Brundage. Like I'm telling you right now. Uh, well, like, we we got beef because we picked Delta that fight, so he probably wouldn't even come on our show. But I like I like Spe- speaking I, of which, I literally was reaching out to Jeremiah Wells. I was like, dude, great fight, whatever. You should come I on the show. This. I saw yeah, dude. Yeah. I well, yeah, he's like, yeah, if only you would have picked me. I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. I'm bro, sorry. Like, but like I did pick you. Like it's like I literally said it a million times. I'm like so, so Cody uh, Brunage. So I had Cody Brunage by sub, and then I had him by Ram two sub and like an amazing, like whatever. And then he ends up winning with like 30 seconds left. And like I was yeah, going was nuts. Awesome. No, I went on nuts and threw him like Brunage by sub, motherfuckers. Like yeah. I gave this away on the show. So I wake up the next day, and then it's like Cody Brunage was following you. Cody Brunage, like likes like he went like history dude he went like a oh, week dude. and a half like oh yeah he like <laughs> likes likes all of it so i set up so i'm like yeah bro i'm like in my 40s not a fanboy but like here's his video and like i went back and of course monk didn't pick him and i'm right. like i'm like brunch is gonna fu-. i'm like cody brunch is gonna fuck this dude up with this mission round two so he wrote back he's like dude that's pretty sick and i'm like hey can i ask you a question why are you a piece of shit that didn't wait like a minute later like you couldn't have hit round two for me though. Like I said, dude, that's like plus one. He goes, Oh, you didn't have faith. And I'm like, bro, like you just couldn't have waited. You had to, you had to keep it. So, like, so is, anyway, is Boom getting that guillotine here, Lou? Well, hold on. I just want to say, so like, there's a brother just going to come on our show and like, it's like a practical joke where Ricky's like, you know, I'm not going to do this. Like, Fatone steps in. This is going to be where I'm like, no. I'm like, no, I'm not breaking this one down. I got Buddy who's going to take over. And Cody Brown is going to come on our show and be like, what's up, bitches? <laughs> Round one sub. <laughs> uh, my favorite bet here is quite simply fight to end in submission at plus 250. And nice. I'll, just, I'll just give you this stat. I can't trust either one. Eight of their 19 UFC fights have ended in submission for like 40 some percent. You're getting plus 250 for this. Look, man, I is Batista's not like look, I like Jay Perrin, but like Batista's not like awesome. And Kelleher's kind of washed, like so mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Yeah, possibly. So I like that at plus two fifty for like forty percent of their win history. Like, I love it, dude. Absolutely. I love it. That's that's my analysis. And and that's probably my, the end of my analysis for the night because I know what the last fight is. <laughs> like, but I'll be a pro. Yeah, we got a banger in this last one, huh, guys? Yeah, yeah so this it. is it. A real, a real meat grinder. We made it, and uh, I'm going to spare you guys a big breakdown on my part because, quite honestly, um, I mean, let, let's put it this way. We, we saw Demopolis get knocked down by uh, – by uh, Gomez Juarez, and uh, okay, we learned that Gomez Juarez has real power. Uh, Jin Yu Fry uh, hasn't knocked anybody out anytime recently, and I can't figure out any reason why she's minus two forty. But unless this whatever play Guru gives out on this next spot here happens, I just don't see how 
it does happen on the Vanessa side. So Gruber, what are we what are we thinking, man? Yeah, I mean, there it's one of your favorite things, a greasy submission prop. Why the fuck? <laughs> greasy submission prop. What does that and, mean? <laughs> I mean? So you Hold look on. back. Are, and- are, are you are you saying are you saying okay, here we go? I I, I just saw the crawler. My bad. Hit it up, hit it up, oh. Guru. So what I, you know, you look back at Jin Yu Fry and, uh, right, and you look back at the last couple of fights and she was submitted via armbar by none other than uh, the recently not on the UFC roster, Kay Hansen. Um, that's not a great sign. So Vanessa Demopoulos coming off an extra 50G win, jumping into Joe Rogan's arms off of a armbar submission win. Armbar. So, so why... On God's green earth, can I get Vanessa Demopoulos by sub at plus 800? <laughs> That's a damn good question, honestly. Uh, if I had to pick a side, I'm definitely right there with you. There's no stat of any kind that would make me want to pick Jinyu Fry, not only to win, but, I mean, what kind of props are we looking at? There's nothing that I like here. Uh, so I, I do like that Vanessa Demopoulos side of things. I like it by submission. She's got four submission wins out of seven fights. Frey has been subbed once, like you said, by uh, acclaimed OnlyFans actress uh, Kay Hansen. So give me the Demopolis sub. I like that, too. Computer Monk's got no action on this. Thank God. I'm going to have no action computer. on this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's its only saving grace this week, it seems like. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be off this. I might, uh, you know. Just make finish making my dinner before this one starts or before yeah. the next one starts. <laughs> I know TB and I will be getting uh, lit up like a Christmas tree. So. Yeah, no doubt. Lou, uh, uh, any play on this one? Well, I'm I'm curious. You know, Computer Monk is piece of shit motherfucker. What does Computer Monk have to say about what prices is, is good CLV for K Hansen's OnlyFans? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll be selling implied picks here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I, 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 I've made this a very important point in my channel, uh, on my Twitter, to my neighbor, to my girlfriend. Implied dudes, fuck off, dude. Like, what the fuck is an implied? Well, here, here, here's an implied nude. Oh, fuck, dude. Like, careful. I'm, can't show too much of that on YouTube. And me, and then Kay Hampton's yeah. like, it's like, oh, look at me getting fucked in the ass. Like, what the fuck, dude? What is this yeah, chick? She's she's wild, man. It's either yeah. Yeah. Like, like, where she's, are she's you, darling? Now, I think she got married over the weekend. Yeah, we're married now. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why everything that. she's posting has uh, replies turned off as well. I'm just so. saying, oh, like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it's not 1968. And it's not North Korea. Show me them titties. Or get the <laughs> fuck out, dude. Like, or just Implied. go. Implied. So does Implied. that mean? So in that token, are you on the Vanessa Demopoulos side since she was the former That's stripper true. here? We got and a connection. Came, we got that so, stripper guard. Uh, let's bring it around here, Lou. Is that the is that the player? Where are you at here, T- Guru? TV is so good. Do you even like get how good he is? <laughs> so he tells me all the time. He does. <laughs> I, I'm like th- it seems it to the public. It seems like there's just two ways this ends: Janine Fry decision or Demopolis sub. And I and I get it. And I get that everybody's slurping over this Demopolis sub. I am going to propose. I am going to propose a third bet. Oh no! And that is Demopolis decision. Is this right. like the third leg? 
I'm gonna tell and I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you why Demopolis decision at like crazy odds is worth it. Jenny Fry, her volume is like fucking bad, man. Non-existent. Like, she like she just doesn't throw. Like we're making it like what I don't like about fights, especially with Levin's women MA, is you have to make assumptions. Like, dude, did anybody realize Natalia Silva was gonna be like, oh my god, she looks like a top five. Like she looked like a beast, dude. That's a great fight. But nobody knew because they hadn't fought in a while. Demopolis is full-time for the first time in her life, like, training mm-hmm. MMA. Like, we don't know what levels up she's made. We don't know what she hasn't made. All I know is, like, Frey is going to be boring as shit. So can Demopolis win a decision by, like, my Chukagian high odds? Like, hey. it's, dude, it's the apex. Like, okay. Put, like, I'm, I'm just saying it's, like, People are like Demopolis can't win a decision. I'm like, we're assuming Frey is gonna fight this like brilliantly genius fight. Like, there's tons of fights, like the Yoder fight that she just didn't. Stares in the yeah. mirror and waits for the left hand. Well, like, 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 so, so I say this: Who do you think is gonna be more improved from the last fights each? It's gonna be Demopolis. Like, yeah, she's training she full loves, time. She like, loves life. She's so awesome. Like, I'm not, I'm not betting the fight. But like you, I mean, Why you not? cannot bet Frey. And I even saw this Frey by decision was like plus one hundred five. I'm like, wow, that's reasonable. Now it's minus minus one ten. Ew. But, but, but the fact that I look at that, but as an old time gambler, and I'm like, that should have been minus two forty. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, well, no, no, like, well, like, when did she knock people out? Her last right. knockout was eight. It was eight and a half years ago. Like, Frey doesn't get. So why is her money line almost minus three hundred? And her decision prop, which is the only way she wins, even money. I'm like, nope. They want you to bet that. So it's a trap. If you have this Demopolis, you know, submission only, that's fine. You're gonna get a push. My recommendation: just don't bet this goddamn fight. <laughs> if your that's, first bet is that's fair. If your first bet has a push, yeah, like built into it, just don't bet it, dude. Yeah, well, or bet the Mopolis sub like or throw something little on Demopolis sub plus six hundred. Plus eight hundred, even better. Like, do you wanna you wanna start your night? Like, how's your night going? Oh, my stupid fucking bet on bullshit like low level women's MMA was a push. <laughs> right, why fine if you're betting straw weight and betting for the arm bar, you got I, I, like, something, right? You like, know? like like I, I, I bet fucking Finlandia soccer wrong today. I bet fucking Finlandian soccer today. And you can call it whatever the fuck you want. You can call me over name. No, no joke. I mean, but you know what you can't call me? Somebody who ended with a push. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, hey, we made it this far. Monk, Lou, you guys have been one hell of a duo for our first force. You know, by the way, in all, in all fairness, Monk oh, yeah. and I, we get our shows done in an hour and 15 minutes. So I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you dudes that took so long. I ain't responsible because <laughs> I ain't responsible in the slightest. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll back the stats on this one when we break down the tape. We'll we'll let you know what the advanced stats say on the <laughs> But uh no, nah, I mean listen guys, thank you so much for coming on. This was seriously a blast. Uh we yeah. gained a bunch of subscribers this week. People nice, nice. really hope, really hope you gave a like to the show. Make sure you guys are following uh, the MMA engine. Make sure you're following 
at Monk Maddox and at Lou Betcha and uh, Guru. I give, no shit, I give no shit about following you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, every, everybody I click on on Twitter, it's like they have 2,000 followers. I'm like, and I have like 450, and I'm like, that's like awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> right, it's I'm a, like, it's like, a good time out there. I'm like, I don't like 450 people in my life. <laughs> Definitely. And then I see people, it's like, oh, 9 million. I'm like, okay. <laughs> there you go. Listen, thanks so much, guys, for hanging out with us. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. Monk, thanks so much for joining us. Thank Lou you, Betty, guys. Man, this was a thanks blast. so much for being here. Seriously, it uh, wouldn't be uh, quite the combat conversation without you guys. Uh, please make sure you're Blue Yeti us. Mike gang. Yes. Blue Yeti Mike gang. Absolutely. Go. We love that. Um, that was a great <laughs> gift from uh, TB for my, uh, I think it was a, a Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift. The, the yeah, Judas, baby. Let's go. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, listen, please follow us at Chronic Combat on Twitter, at Chronic Combat Conversations on Instagram. You can follow me at Guru Scouting MMA on Twitter, Verdict, Instagram, and Tapology, and my wonderful co-host, TB Scouting MMA on Twitter, Verdict, Instagram, and Tapology. Um, make sure you tune in next week, guys. UFC, man. Fucking pay-per-view. Big one. Fra- International and, Fight and, and, Week, and you're, and you're UFC 276, Israel Adesanya <laughs> taking on Jared Cannonier, oh, Alexander Volkanovsky, Max Holloway, the trilogy. Huge. I'll fight a bear on your fucking channel, dude. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you, you love it. Listen, that'd be a good way to get us. Some you, views, you, you're man. topping the two of us as guests. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, this dude. is this this might have broken the records, guys. I think we did you, it. You, so. you can, Let's go. I, I, we'll, we'll, how about this? We'll give you Brady and Wheezy. <laughs> Ooh, we got a trade. Yeah, we get a trade podcast you know, trade. You know, you, know, you know how I know you ain't drawing us? Brady was in the chat. Monk and I ain't watching. <laughs> Monk and I are too busy running the world while you, these fucking That's right. bros. Pinky are in the that. brain, baby. Yeah. All right, but guys, also, well, but so also much like, for tuning in. like and subscribe to these guys, dude. Don't worry about me. These guys, best. Thank you, Lou. We the appreciate best. that. We really appreciate Thank that. You Thank you guys so much for uh, spending your time with us. 3.5 chicken sandwiches. Yeah, we love those too. <laughs> we do love chicken sandwiches. All right, guys. You take care and uh, stay safe out there.